What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Okay, we're back to streaming. Um, this is a total disaster. So every time Dan goes away, I turn this into just a complete disaster. I have no idea how to do all the fancy video stuff on the live stream. I have no idea how to have guests on. I have no idea how to use a computer, apparently. And then on top of that, OBS decides it just wants to shut down the middle of the stream. So this is absolutely amazing. Um, if you're in the live chat, I'm sure you're having a great time. So, welcome to the Shattered Order podcast. I am your host this week. Wink, goodnight punk, is gone on vacation. Uh, so, you know, he gave me very little instructions, so blame him for this disaster. But I am joined by our friends from Reality Skewed Gamers, Finity and Grande Patron. What's up, howdy, guys? Howdy. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Hey, at, at this least, is fun. At least isn't you it? had two, you know, um, technical difficulty you know, experts. <laughs> That's right. We are technical difficulty. Yeah, experts. no kidding. We're like, share your screen, buddy. We can get you through this. I promise. Yeah, if it wasn't for screen sharing on Skype, I have no idea what we'd be doing right now, other than just you know, me just clicking stuff and crossing my fingers. It it also helps if you update OBS to the most recent version. You know, that's kind of useful apparently. Yeah. So just a little bit, just a yeah. Little. This is this is yeah, yeah, absolutely wonderful. So, welcome to episode one hundred and one of the Shattered Order podcast. Uh, we are going to talk about. There's some new characters out. Yes. We'll talk about those, and we're going to go over the new player segments. Going to be Swaga one hundred and one. Uh, we're all pretty experienced players. Been playing for a long time. When did you guys start playing the game? So I was January first. Uh, 2016. So that was and my was, New Year's resolution. Okay. As soon as, pretty much two months after the game came out, my New Year's resolution to play Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> nice. I, I, That's a good New Year's resolution. That's crazy. I was at the end of that same month. So like somewhere around the okay. 24th nice. or something, last week of January 16. Nice. Uh, I started, I, I believe it was December 2nd, of 2015, and I know that because I missed out on eight First Order TIE Pilot shards as login for the month of December, and I was very bitter <laughs> about that for a long time. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, those are not easy to come by. All right, so why don't we get into this? Okay. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? 
All right, so we're going to talk about what we did in Swaga this week. Um, I'll go ahead and go over what I did, which I've actually been paying more attention to ships. Uh, I finished maxing out Thrawn, so his capital ship's fully ready to go because I'm still using his capital ship. And I've been trying to figure out how to make Bistan's U-Wing work because I think it's a really awesome ship and I like the target locking uh, turn meter that it gives. But... Um, I recently put, I think it's 15 Omegas for the final Scarif Rebel Pathfinder ability that gives him fi plus 5% speed and the additional 5% turn meter whenever an enemy becomes target locked. And that was a total game changer for that ship. It actually goes before my tie advanced, so I can put target lock on, say, Biggs, and then either tie fight or the tie advanced or Biggs will get full turn meter. They get to go, and there becomes quite a bit of target locking, and I didn't drop out of the top 20 today, and I'd been dropping to, like, the 50 to 60s, so I've been super happy with the way this team's working. Uh, what are you guys doing with ships? I'm doing go ahead, the same Danny. old, same old. Uh, I'm still running Chimera with Biggs, TFP, and TIE Advanced in the starting. been playing around a little bit with the reinforcements, but I haven't change it around too much and i'm still able to get top five uh in fleet so i i still i, I mean i can do them i still find them kind of boring <laughs> to be honest um the reinforcements added a little bit to it but not much has changed for me ship wise yeah okay so um i uh, this weekend in star wars galaxy of heroes i uh i i unlocked um young uh, Lando Calrissian, and I and and L three, and the and the and oh. the new um, the new Millennium Falcon. That's what I did. <laughs> did that today. So you got the second Hanless Millennium Falcon in the game. Very exciting. It, yeah. It? <laughs> I mean, th this seems like we're being trolled a little bit. Called Lando's Millennium Falcon. It feels like we're being trolled a little bit, but it's okay. I. I fully expect us to get a ship legendary event at some point, and that be Han's Millennium Falcon. Like, it's got to happen, right? I mean, sure, I, I would. That seems like a really solid idea for a first legendary, yeah. or I guess technically second ship legendary event. That would not surprise me at all. That would be great. And you'd probably need all five Hans in order to get the Han pilot that you have to get. So a sixth Han in order to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Well, of course. <laughs> That, that would actually make a lot of sense. Six pilots on a ship is perfect, yeah. You need five Hans and three Chewies, and then you can pilot yep. the ship. Nice, yeah. Hey, doesn't sound too bad. I only really talked about ships, though. I, I didn't get the answer. I thought we were still talking about ships. Grande just jumped to the, the question about what we did this I past jumped week. I, I, if you got something else, let me know. Yeah, I, I double-zated my Wampa, well, and uh, yeah. the RSG uh, okay. Psy Guild beat uh, Heroic Sith Raid for the first time. That was sick good, by the way. So, nice. It's a very exciting. Congrats. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. The other stuff I've done this week is um, I did the Stage 3 reinforcement on 5 ship. And that's the one that if they're at 0% turn meter, it adds target lock. It works incredibly well with Bistan's Ewing and the team I'm running. Uh, the only problem is whenever I put it on auto, it still calls in Boba Fett. So I'm probably going to take Boba Fett out 
just to force it to bring in fives because I think fives is way better as my first reinforcement with the team I'm running. And then something I am incredibly excited about beyond belief is Saturday, Saturday afternoon at approximately noon local time, I will finally unlock Treya. I am super excited. <laughs> and that will also be the day that I get Scion to six stars. So I am pretty pumped about that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, did you guys do anything else this week? Hmm. I'm sure there's something else I did. I just can't remember. I was all good until I just got angry. Yeah. So I know yeah. how that goes. So. Uh, yeah, we'll, I know. We'll get there in a second. Uh, <laughs> That's what happened to me. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and jump to this. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. All right, so the calendar. Yes. Um, apparently, we are going to have a credit heist on Saturday, June 9th. That is what all of the credit heist hero people are saying. And then we have RJT and BB-8 both returning on June 14th. So there have been a lot of people waiting on RJT to come back, and that's going to be your day to finally get her unlocked and start smashing the Heroic Sith Raid because, you know, she's pretty <laughs> good at that raid, so... Uh, <laughs> you should definitely be farming those guys. Uh, the other thing, so we got some new marquee events today. Uh, like this is a pretty big list of marquee events that we've had recently, but, uh, was it young Lando L3 and the millennium Falcon are all released. And those events are going on right now. And then this weekend, I know we have a assault battle and the, both of the Night Sister events, the Ghost of Dathomir, mm -hmm. and what what is Defense the other Dathomir, Night Sisters event? Um, I think it is Defense of Dathomir. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is Defense of Dathomir. And then we also have Indoor Escalation coming back. So if you've got Mother Talzin and Indoor at Seven Star, you'll be be getting some more Zetas this week, which is super awesome. Um, you know, and if you're close, maybe consider doing that refresh. Get you a couple Zetas. Probably totally worth it. Um, I think that pretty much covers it for the calendar. So let's go to this. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. All right, the big update. Finity, tell us how you feel about the update. So, which one? <laughs> I'm assuming the one that just the, dropped. The one from today. <laughs> the one from today. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So I have no issue with the change itself. Uh, they they told us, so one of the big things was that we went back down to uh, five uh, attempts on the hard nodes from the previous 10. So they changed that, and that was kind of expected. They told us that it was temporary, so I didn't really have an issue with the change from 8 to 5. What I find really disappointing, and it really upset me, because was they changed it in the middle of the day. They could have changed it so when the refresh happened, everyone switched over from 8 to 5, so the next day you have only 5 attempts per mm -hmm. node. The problem is, during the day, I had already refreshed my node 
and with the intention of getting eight attempts. I don't normally refresh when there was five. When there's eight, it was more worth it for me. Um, now that they switched it, I lost like three attempts because they changed it in the middle of the day, and there was really no reason for them to change it in the middle of the day. Meanwhile, Bosk is in the shipments, and you get to wait happily for him to come in the next shipment reset. So their priorities seem really, really bizarre, not to mention the fact that they said there was going to be better communication, and a change like this deserves more than 10 minutes notice. I know there was already kind of the rumor out there that this change was going to happen soon with uh, one of the other streams that was going on earlier in the week. But coming soon and coming in 10 minutes are two completely different things. So I was disappointed with the way that they uh, gave us notice of just a little bit of time and the fact that they changed it in the middle of the day, which cost me three uh, attempts on my Night Sister Zombie, who I'm trying to get to... Uh, seven stars here, and I just lost three attempts. So, not not very happy with that. Yeah, I, the same thing kind of happened with me with farming Scion. I've been doing a fifty crystal refresh and then two one hundred crystal Dang. refreshes uh, on his mm. node. Yeah, I've I'm trying to get him done, but um, at that point I'd buy. I him think from I Chris. had two attempts left. <laughs> well, it's still actually a little bit cheaper. Okay. Not a whole lot, but a little bit cheaper. Um, but I think I lost two attempts. I had two left and whenever it reset, I lost those. See, and that's the part that I thought was really weird about was the fact that if you had attempts remaining, that was over, I guess that five, you lost them. That, I mean, like if they were going to, you know, change it the way they did, you should at least still get those attempts. You should still have those available since, you know, like if you spent crystals to refresh or whatever, like that's what you're paying for. So that should have remained. I most certainly think that was uh, incredibly bizarre and quite frustrating. You know, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully next time that'll be something that is altered to not do that. Agreed. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath. But, well. How many we'll, times have we'll we see, said it? I guess. Just, we'll <laughs> just how many times have we, we have said a new, it? We have a new communication. Time. We have a new communication yeah. guy, and I told you I'd give that guy 90 days. He right, is pushing every inch of that 90 days. <laughs> I'm giving him 90 <laughs> he, days. And he I'm wasn't even there. He's, he's gone to EA Play. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, <laughs> um... Well, this is the first time they've reduced something like that, so I don't know if maybe it just didn't cross their mind or something, because, I mean, they've never had hard nodes and then limited them back before, so... I, yeah, but anytime I you take I mean, this, something this may away never from a player happen again, but in the middle... You, sh you should mm -hmm. let it remain until it... Exp yeah. Or at least give us a timer so we know or something, rather than just, hey, yeah. it's gone. Totally agree. Um, so also with this update, uh, we got a few other changes. They changed the tuning for tier one of the ship challenge. Okay. Um, like you said, Bosk is now in shipments and then we got some new packs and bundles for the new characters, which is the other thing. Uh, young Lando L3 and Lando's Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about these characters? Y'all looked over so, them much? I looked over them uh, kind of a bunch trying to figure out what this does. So now we finally have 
We can now make a full team of people that can use the prepared buff that swaps around from each other. Yes. Yep. And so that's kind of interesting. And it does, at least on 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 the surface, on the marquee events, it does kind of seem like it works out a little bit better uh, where you're able to pass some more prepareds around and you end up with two or three people prepared at one time. It, it um, It's not perfect. It seems to me it's a little bit like... Um, so this faction now, this kind of light side scoundrel faction from the solo movie seems very much like how I would think of like a side group like uh, Phoenix or like um, Troopers or like, yeah, you know, some kind of group like that. They're going to be or, you know, they're going to be a group kind of similar to Phoenix, I think, when we get all said and done and how they operate. Yeah. I, that's kind of the same impression I've gotten from them. Um, I've I started to test them a little bit, and I have been super busy and have not had time. So I'm sure we'll discuss them a little bit more next week whenever Dan is back as well. But um, it's much easier to discuss them all five the, together in a group. All you know, all the new yes. ones except for except for Nasty. Nasty can stay by herself, and then the rest of them we can discuss as a group, or y'all can. Yeah, because she's yeah she she don't really need anyone else. Good old Nesty, she's kind of yeah she's ridiculous. Um, all right, so what about uh, anything specific y'all want to talk about with the characters or that stuck out to you or anything of the sort? L three seems um, like a retread of K two S O. I could not agree more. Interesting. So honor. So that, honor, I, I didn't even honor, think about honor that. Honor basic defense down. When she gets prepared, she gets health stacking till the end of the encounter. Um, on her mm-hmm. first special, it's a three turn cooldown. Um, she taunts for one turn, and um, if she's prepared, all scoundrel, all scoundrel and droid allies gain fifty percent of L 3s max health, and grant prepared allies tenacity up for one turn. If any other ally is prepared, reduce reduce the ability by one, um, and L three is no longer prepared. And then her third one, or excuse me, her her first unique. She has two uniques at the start of L 3s turn. If L three does not take damage um, at the in, um, from the enemy side, her her last um, since her last turn, she becomes prepared. When uh. Whenever another droid or scoundrel ally takes damage, she gains fifteen percent turn meter. Um, you know, and she dispel and she dispels a debuff from a random debuffed ally. That sounds like uh, Barris, kind of in like a weird way. And yeah. then she's got some. Then she's got some special abilities here with enhanced M- MK one, which is which is basically a bunch of counter chants, which is really similar. So she taunts and she has counter chance. Sounds like K2SO. Yep. yep. That is hard to disagree with. Uh, I, I I don't really know what to think about the characters. Um, I, I, I think they are really trying to make synergy teams is what it seems like. It's That's kind of their goal. I mean... 
none of these characters really stick out as far as standing on their own. Uh, L3 could have some usability, you know, like with R2 and maybe in a droid team, something along those lines. But for the most part, not a lot of these characters seem like standalones, but like you said, they're very similar to Phoenix in that they have a lot of abilities that play off of each other so much that, um, you know, they're going to be pretty good in some degree. And L3, she kind of has these stacking buffs. Which could make her really interesting in like a raid, something that goes, you know, a little bit more long term where she has where she gets a chance to stack that multiple times. Yes. Um so, so here here's here's another thing too, is we got five characters in the course of what? Mm-hmm. Four weeks. Um we got five characters. Seems very similar to me to Phoenix. We could easily end up with a legendary event that takes all five of these guys when they pop when they pop farmable in six weeks, when they pop totally yep. farmable in 12 weeks, and we have some kind of legendary event for a fifth character. Like, um, help me out, Finn. What's the name of the bad Dryden guy? Trident Boss. Thank you. It's Trident Boss. Yeah. That, that would be a great one. Or, or, or what if you had to have all five of these um, for Mechano Mall? Yeah, so, seems like it's all all leading to that. Maybe you we're we're leading towards a yeah. towards a towards a legendary event, in my opinion. Now, so it the solo movies are supposed to be a trilogy, if I well, recall correctly, right? Kinda. So usually when they do these Was, Star Wars movies, they contract everyone for three movies. So a lot of the speculation of the trilogy is based on the fact that the actors are under contract for three movies. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're working on a trilogy. Uh, I would still gotcha. I would still compare it a little bit to Rogue One. Um, I think the problem is that Rogue One came in with Rebel Tags. So there was really nothing at the end of Rogue One, right? Um, but it was like the other standalone movie where we got a bunch of characters from a single movie. It... It's just one of those trends that happens with the with the whole like single movie effect of Star Wars, which hasn't really been around, right? It's always been kind of a trilogy. That makes sense. Even if you look at yeah. Last Jedi, any characters that were missed, your first thought isn't necessarily that they're going to be a legendary, except maybe Old Man Luke. Everybody else is kind of a Episode Nine. Episode Nine, yeah. we can expect maybe a BB Nine E. We can expect maybe a Hux or something like that. Uh, it's hard to do that yeah. with solo because it looks like it's going to be a standalone. So I, I'm in agreement with Grande, but it wouldn't surprise me if really this just leads to honestly nothing. Where it just kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean yeah no that's a fair point. Um, I mean what I was kind of thinking though is if they did make it into a trilogy or had a sequel or something along those lines. That would be a really good opportunity to bring Maul in and then, you know, right. but they don't, maybe but see him they, at that but point. The ne- but but the next movie they've got is scheduled is like 18 months out, right? So, yeah, episode 9. Uh, yeah. A Boba Fett movie is scheduled, right, yeah. for 18 months from and now. Isn't episode 9 also scheduled? I, I think it's... After that, I think. Yeah. No, I think it's December yeah. 2019 for episode nine. And then I, I was thinking Boba Fett was 2010. I could, or 20. 2020, like, uh, t- 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Jeez. It's okay. You, 
living we're, in the we're past. Going away, we're going to go into a wayback machine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Hot tub time um, machine. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Twitch time machine. <laughs> Uh, what did y'all think about the uh, Lando's Millennium Falcon? All right, so Lando's Millennium Falcon. When you look at it, um, I, I this this is intriguing to me. I think he comes in. It's it's on the bench. It comes in out of reinforcements, and hundred percent. And the reason why has to do with this. When you max out the abilities here, so upon enter battle lando's millennium falcon gains crit damage up for two turns and copies all buff all buffs from all other ships not just all from all other ships for two turns so your ships their ships yep. we're going to take it all right and then it says lando's millennium falcon takes a bonus turn for each reinforcement previously called in by the allied by the allied capital ship this encounter so it's like a it's like a last ditch effort thing. You put it in as like the last one, and then it takes absolutely like it gets to take freaking four turns, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, um, I think you're looking too far ahead. Yeah, it, I don't know why you're you going so? last ditch. If you combine that with Phantom under an Akbar lead, because Phantom's uh, thing reduces the cooldown of a reinforcement call. So basically, turn four of the match, you're going to have two reinforcements already out because of land, yep. uh, because of Phantom. And the next turn, you can bring a Millennium Falcon yep. and get an extra turn. You're going to start wrecking ships that are out there and gain a one or two ship advantage with the combo of Phantom and the new Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, Phantom's pretty awesome because of that. Uh, I mean, it takes a hundred reinforcement mm-hmm. mats to upgrade that ability completely but that is one awesome ability you know i mean call in reinforcement turn around call in another reinforcement uh that can give you a big advantage on number of ships in the game especially if you're going up against like a tarkin or or thrawn that has a pretty good chance of just completely wiping somebody out the more ships you have out there the better you are the better off you are so i definitely think that is a really good point and then with akbar it being the fastest ship you know, you'll have mm-hmm. more opportunities to get as many ships out there as possible. I like it. Um, yeah, it seems like a pretty interesting ship. Uh, the coin toss unique seems, you know, it's pretty random. You have like basically 50% chance of um, dispelling some buffs, target locking, gaining speed up, uh, stuff like that. So, you know, it's... Could be good. It's not going to be... It, it could be good. It's probably not one of those ships you're going to want to use if you're, like, RNG-resistant. Like, you don't like using stuff that's too random. Yes. So... Agreed. Um, that's that's kind of the first thing I saw that kind of turned me off to it, because I like things to be a little systematic. But I do think it will be a pretty awesome ship coming off the bench, be, you know, just because the number of turns it gets to take can go through several abilities at a time and do some damage. So yeah, seems like a really cool ship. Uh, very excited to see what people come up with on the ship mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, and don't, and don't discard kind of the combination that millennium Falcon gives itself. If you use it with phantom as well. So 
the L3 ability yeah. where it can basically come off the bench and dispel and give itself stacking offense until the end of the encounter and then immediately go again. So if you have uh, one of the ships out there right yeah. now that's really annoying is Sunpack for a lot of people because he comes off the bench, he'll stun, and then he'll gain like all these buffs, whether it's the taunt and then the defense up. Like he's Especially if he's with other Geonosians. You bring Lando off the bench, you dispel all of those, give yourself stacking buffs, and then you just go again and start wrecking things. So uh, he's yeah. he has kind of a synergy with himself almost <laughs> with the L3 ability and the reinforcement. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I'm I'm probably more excited about the ship than I am about mm-hmm. the characters. I agree. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. No, I I'm 100 percent with you. Uh, I definitely think the ship seems like the more exciting thing, and you know it can uh, you know it has defense penetration up. I'm not sure if that's something we've seen with ships. I can't recall a ship that has that already. And then you know it can inflict offense down. Uh, does more damage against debuffed enemies. Ooh, the new, yeah, yeah. So, so in in chat here, um, uh, uh, Y Prez Trench says, um, "Could uh, can the new Millennium Falcon copy thrust reversal? Uh, it's a locked buff. It might be able to copy thrust reversal. That would be well, sick. It's a lock, well, so it probably oh, can't, right? It. I don't know. You usually can't can copy it? the the lock of the unique ones." I will test it and let you guys know. We can. It will, and, that would and, not be And actually, most people can test it themselves because we all got the ability now to. Um, we got five, in the uh, marquee event. You get four opportunities after you've already maxed it out. Oh, yeah. So everybody could try that and see. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe somebody will actually check that during the live stream, and we'll find out here pretty soon. Yes. Cool. All right, anything else you want to say about the update, characters, or the new Millennium Falcon? I think it's neat that they're introducing what looks like maybe the first PvP-oriented ship, considering that they're bringing in a PvE table for ships shortly, too. I think a PvP-oriented ship was what the Millennium Falcon looks like, so I think it's pretty neat if they're going to start that kind of dichotomy between ships like they have with characters. Agreed. Interesting. Yeah, that that's a really good point because, yeah, PVE is not something we have mm-hmm. really seen yet for ships. So, good thinking. All right, let's go to the main topic for the night. Okay. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So, uh, I got a very big, big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip <laughs> that cracks me up every time i hear him say that i just say that like every time i'm in the i'm in the car and i just keep thinking of like a big purple mushroom <laughs> grande we were talking about just the tip just the tip grande just the tip god <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Too soon. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to start calling Bodega on this stream too, That's that's funny. (laughs) We're going to have to, I think, maybe in a minute. Nice. Okay. We are awful people. We apologize. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah, but at least, but at right. least we're good. We're good, we're good with technical stuff. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Oh, we God. are guests that can carry some water. Y'all, let me tell you that that is, hey, that is totally true. Like, if you're used to having tag difficulties, yeah, like you two guys, perfect to get on because y- y'all are life saviors tonight. Like, God. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like it's a disaster. All right. So uh, we figured with this being episode 101, Mm -hmm. it kind of made sense to, you know, basically have a Swaggar 101 segment and just kind of talk through newer, uh, let's say new players up to, you know, mid-level players just kind of top general strategies and stuff like that. I got a few questions and notes that we'll kind of go through and just kind of just discuss and uh, we can discuss whatever. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll just ramble. Great. The three of us. We're good at mean, rambling. God, we can talk all it's night. Be great. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, as far as if you're starting out, what team do you think people should start farming first? As far as, I guess, you can maybe uh, specifically for Arena or just general overall strategy or... Phoenix. Every day, all day. I'm with you. It's Phoenix every day, all day. And specifically, specifically it's Hera, Ezra, um, Kanan, Zeb, and Chopper. Because those are the ones you can get from all different stores. Or all different nodes. Yes. All at the same time, you can get you you can get Ezra either in the guild store or you can get him in the fleet store. You could get Hera on a node. You can get Kanan from GW or no, excuse me, from uh, Squad Arena. You can get Zep from GW. You can get Chopper from Cantina store, and then you can farm. Uh, if you want to farm Sabine, you can farm Sabine on Darkside Node One. I mean. It, it doesn't get any easier than that. Is that really where she's yeah. at? Dark side node one, wow. like, like, like mm-hmm. table table one node one. I mean, it's like they couldn't have made it more obvious that you need to farm. Yeah, that you need to farm him now. Here, here's why. Here's and, why I say is because you know there's so many like um you know gated characters whether it's whether it's Palpatine whether it's R two whether it's mm-hmm. BB eight whether it's Grandmaster Yoda. And um, Phoenix gets you Palpatine and gets you Thrawn, and gets you two and gets yep. you two out of the and gets you two out of the five characters you need for Grandmaster Yoda, uh, because two of them are Jedi's. So that that's the that's yep. to me that's the first place to start. Having two seven star Empire moves you towards getting R two D two, which is yep. extremely important. So that's the reason why I always say start out. In fact, I'm helping a player with it right now. Start out um, Phoenix and then transition to Empire because Phoenix will get you Empire. Yep. That is, I mean, that's... I couldn't have said it better myself. That's... I mean, there's no better way to go. Not to mention, if you farm those characters, Ezra and Sabine both are still incredible in-game characters. Totally agree. I mean, they're... Absolutely amazing in a lot of different aspects of the game. You could take rank one with Ezra today in Arena. It's totally possible yeah. on the team. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, 
one of the hardest hitters. His special with the Zeta is one of the hardest hitting attacks in the entire game. Mm-hmm. He has a really cool special that lets you select the target ally. He's Jedi. He double taps. He's a rebel also. Him being Jedi and rebel just gives you so much flexibility for being able to switch up teams and everything with him. And then you have Sabine, the armor shred. No one else has anything like it. So especially in the Sith raid, but... I mean, there are definitely a lot of other places where she is just absolutely fantastic. Don't mean to interrupt, but Agent Ozone said he just tried it out. Orlando's Falcon does not copy thrust reversal when I tried it out. All right. Good to know. And a little disappointing. Yes. But probably good for balance. <laughs> yeah, probably but... good for balance, but we wanted OP. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted OP on top of OP. Come on, man. Come on. Exactly. God. Uh, oh, well. It was a good idea. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, I think you basically work towards legendary, heroic, and journey-style characters. That's I think you do that, that as a brand-new player. That's what you work towards. You know, So after, you, after you've transitioned to that, then you transition to First Order and your OG, first, your OG New Hope characters working towards getting your BB-8. You, you know, you work towards Finn and towards Poe and towards the veterans at the same time as you're working First Order. So you can unlock CLS and you can unlock Ray. 100%. And so something else that's really interesting about the game lately is the way they've been doing these factions. Even in Arena, if you're a new player, you can basically run just about any team you want as long as you farm the characters. I mean, First Order is pretty usable. Phoenix, Rebels, Jedi. I mean, you have a lot of options in the beginning for like arena teams and stuff because a lot of people, they're not playing to maybe necessarily maximize every bit of their resource and everything. They just like various characters. So, I mean, if you just simply like Rebels or just like Jedi or whatever, you can still be incredibly competitive in arena with those characters. I think I think it starts getting a little bit competitive in new arenas. I mean, I have six alts, so it gets starts getting a little bit. Good God! Yeah, it starts getting competitive around level seventy, level sixty-five. You can't just you can't just play whatever you want around that level. Yeah, I can barely handle um, one account, and Grande and, has like seven. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I know. I, I'm the same way. Like one account is exhausting. I'm like, some days I'm like, eh, I don't really want to do that. And I'm like, seven. Like, well, while I was on vacation, uh, Goodnight Punk was taking care of my account. He was running four accounts, God. and it was about to kill him. I'm like, yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. No way. So we kind of we kind of already talked about how to work towards the legendaries and towards the hero characters, kind of in the process of yep. what team to farm. Um, yep. I'm interested in this one, Finity. What do you think the best uh, the best Zetas to work towards are? Uh, I, so going along with what you said, uh, I would, so once you finish Phoenix, right, you want to make sure you get your scoundrels. None of those teams really require, uh, any kind of Zetas because once you get your scoundrels and you have your creditized and your training droids done, um, after that, I like, I would say pursue your, uh, Jedi training Ray because mm-hmm. she is... So there's a couple of reasons. One is that you need resistance and first order in order to get them, right? And I think that they're a lot more viable in the game right now than old Ben 
and Stormtrooper Han, for example, and Leia has a yeah. use in the heroic Sith raid, but that ends up being really late game, right? So I Agreed. think that going yeah. after Jedi training Ray before CLS ends up being a better option. And because of that, one of the first Zetas I would say is Zeta Finn. Because when you're initially oh, yeah. struggling in Galactic War until you get to the point where you can sim the entire thing, uh, Zeta Finn, because of the turn meter gain that you gain with the Expose, is going to be so useful for you. And so that, I would That s- makes perfect sense for so many oh, yeah. reasons. He's a pilot. It's going to work in heroic AAT. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's tons of reasons why that exactly. makes sense. Exactly. And the other part is yeah. when you're focusing on Arena... You have First Order, and like what you were just saying, Wink, is that the First Order is definitely viable in Arena, um, especially early on, because when you put a Zeta on crew, on his leader ability, First Order becomes really difficult for a lot of people to really deal with. Uh, once you get into the late game, right, you have all of these counters. You have a full like assortment of characters that can counter it, and late game, First Order may be targeted a little bit if they're yep. in Arena. But early game, it's a hard it's a hard leader to deal with. And you notice that also in high-level territory wars. Uh, First Order is a really good team that you can put on defense as well once you see that like oh, yeah. you have so many characters already put on defense in order to strengthen it. When you get to that point where you're you don't have all of your strongest characters, you feel the same way as if like you're a newer player. Like you don't have a full assortment of characters. And so I think that a Zeta yeah. on Finn early on is a really good one. I think Azeda on crew, on his leader ability, is a really good one. And those are both characters you'll need in your pursuit of Jedi training Rey. And arena-wise, because you have your resistance team kind of getting set up, and when you're getting Finn, you're getting Rey, you're going to get BB-8, right? And you're probably going to work on Poe from the Cantina store because he's one of the really good buys from there. And then if you get Jedi training Rey or some other resistance you can now farm your speed set mods and now you're just going to shoot up in arena because that 10% speed early on when yeah. people aren't getting those plus 20 rolls or the plus 19 rolls on those yep. mods, it sets you apart. So Zeta's first yes. off, Finn and crew, in my opinion, right now with how the uh, with how everything is being set up. Rexifer in chat uh, made a made an interesting point that you can't farm the vets until level eighty three, and we forget about that sometimes. Yep. Is that we cannot certain portions of that table mm-hmm. don't unlock until you're all the way eighty five. But it's also not terrible to get to eighty five. You can get there in a couple mm-hmm. of months. Yeah, and usually by that time it's back. Yeah, that's definitely true. And. As much as I love RJT, I think the more important part of getting to RJT is actually getting BB-8. Because BB-8, like, every good raid team basically has BB-8. You can have BB-8 without RJT and still yep. absolutely kill it in the Heroic AAT or Rancor or Agreed. the Sith Raid. And that will really, really boost your scores and allow you to start getting better gear as well. Um, and you almost... you. Without investing too much gear, a Zeta will get you to beat that ability pretty or that uh, legendary event pretty easily. Whether you have uh, Crew's leader Zeta, which is what I would highly recommend, or even Kylo's unique Zeta, you can do it with just him as well, pretty much. Um, but you kind of do need a Zeta for that. And, you know, like I said, I, I think BB 8's fantastic. I think he's, um, you know, after getting Thrawn because of how, th- I should say, Thrawn and. Mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine, 
BB-8, I think, is the next legendary I would want to work on just because of that overall utility that he provides. Well, the, the, the two that are really easy to get would be Kylo Ren and, and First Order Executioner, right? The other ones, you know, regular yeah. Kylo can be kind of a pain. Um, even First Order Stormtrooper can be kind of a pain. First Order TIE Pilot can be kind of a pain. Phasma you can get in 18 yep. days. First, easy. First Order Officer you could probably get in about a month. Um, first, special yep. Force, first, first Order Special Forces TIE Fighter Pilot. That one may be a little bit tricky because, uh, you know... It, it's a little bit tricky, but him and his ship have their own node so or their own little, little spot in yep. in the ships or the I'm just, guild shipments. It's just funny because if someone was starting out brand new, they would be fighting that They would be fighting that probably without First Order Stormtrooper and without First Order TIE Fighter Pilot. Um, yeah. But they would be fighting it with the, I, other, with the other five. Um, you know they yeah first order executioner he takes the place of first order tie pilot pretty much I agree. he's a ridiculous attacker so that you're not losing much there losing stormtrooper may hurt a little bit but if you have that cruise zeta you're probably you're fine probably because fine. Yeah, I agree. especially if you double zeta a, it's a really just great leader building it oh yeah yeah so you were gonna say um what's the best way to work towards zetas right that's kind of what do you think, Finn? About it? what do you? How would if somebody was really wanting Zetas? How would you tell them to do Zetas? Don't sacrifice your ships for it, in my opinion. Uh, I, the initial in, uh, urge that I know some people have is to use your fleet currency and just buy Zetas. Um, I wouldn't. We have elder players that. Yeah, do that, I know, and I would. That I don't. I don't think is um, right. Yeah, I agree. Looking back, especially now, right now that we're later game, look at the volume of characters that we have. And look how many characters are showing up whenever they release a new raid or they release some new event that all of a sudden so many different characters from your collection are now useful. Um, Heroics, the Night Sisters kind of came back, yeah. right? But with Heroic Sith Raid, all of a sudden Initiate is a character that maybe you, you put aside. She didn't really have a use and you didn't farm her from Galactic War. Now all of a sudden she has a use if you don't mm-hmm. have zombie. Uh and Acolyte, same thing, right? She might have not been all super useful uh, in Arena. You might be focusing on your other characters, and all of a sudden, she has a use. Uh, you have all these characters that will yep. randomly start popping up with every new content. And part of that is that the devs do look at that, right? They see which characters aren't utilized, and they're trying to find a use for these characters and making you find a use for it. You are pretty much right now on the ground level of ships. There aren't even enough ships for you to complete your achievements, there are achievements for a number of light side and dark side ships, and you can't yeah. even finish it. There's not enough ships for them. So don't take yep. them for granted. You are starting out kind of at the basement level of ships. Make sure that you get all of your ships so you don't feel like you're falling behind when something new comes. Because what you can pretty much expect is that down the line, there's going to be so many ships that there may be a phase of a raid that has ships. There may be an entire raid dedicated to ships. All of these things are within the realm of possibility and you don't want to be falling behind because you just focused on some Zetas and you don't need every single Zeta in the game. Strategic Zetas will I, get I think you make a, great, a lot more. I yeah. think you make a great point there. Uh, especially stuff that is Fleet Arena Store exclusive, mm-hmm. I would say to farm out of the Fleet Arena Store as the exclusives. Something else that you can get out of GW yeah. or you can get off of a node, grab that off of a node but if you, but if it's something that's exclusive to that, like Fulcrum Ahsoka Tano, you know, is a, I think that's her only place. Um, there are a Shirut, few ships yeah. like Rex Rex's ship, 
and um, and then Mall, Mall ship. ship and Slave One that you can only get from there. Yeah. There's, you know, there's some. I mean, I, I wouldn't tell you to get Jedi Consular out of there, but uh, you know. But I mean, I would tell you to get probably just about everything else because it would help you be more well-rounded in case something else came up. Um, and you, your natural gain. I mean, for like the first year, I did not even buy a Zeta out of the fleet store. I just farmed ships for a year. And I'm so glad I, I did it. I'm way. so glad I did it now because now, now that they're all done, Zetas, I mean, I get like a Zeta every day or every other day out of, mm-hmm. out of yep. the fleet store. It's so much, 100%. it's so much easier now. And if something was to pop in there, I could quick, like rapid farm it and then be done with it. So, and I would yep. definitely say that, that you, you know, so that being the case, that means you need to get the ships in order to get the, the uh, ship's ability materials um, and get that one all the way to the to the tier four. I think there's four tiers now on that one. Get that one done. Yep. And then I would probably say that at some point you go back over and you look at Mother Towson so that every time her event comes around, I, um, you know, you make that one. You do that. You do that one whenever it comes around on the challenge table. Uh, excuse me. Are on the events table, rather. And, and that you farm Zetas those two ways. Do you need Wicket? Wicket's nice, you know, um, but I think he's kind of a back of your mind type thing. He's he doesn't have he, he doesn't have a, a lot of usability in the game in general. I'm, Mother Towson, mm-hmm. you can use in a lot of different spots. You can also use her when yeah. she's super weak. Even I mean, that's the part you know. She yeah. Didn't, oh yeah. She had to be gear. She had to be gear twelve. So I think I think that's nope. the case. One of the things we we kind of didn't really we kind of really didn't talk about a little bit was. Um, you know, is there another way that you would that you would look at getting Zetas? You know, there are, you know, every once in a while we get some Zetas that come up from the events table in random in random events, but I think that's more like late game player type stuff. Yeah, that's kind of just bonus type stuff. I think that's not something I'd really focus on. I definitely think what you said as far as trying to beat that ship challenge and making that your primary source of Zetas as an early game player, is the best long-term investment. Uh, you know, get those ships ready. Uh, one thing we didn't mention, as we're kind of talking about Zetas and ships, are capital ships. Oh, yeah. Um, do you remember what the requirements are to get the Chimera? Because I do not remember. Yeah, so it's five rebel ships. Now, in the, ga- five in the rebel. game... Oh, and it and two of them have to be yes. Ghost and Phantom. Correct. Can we put that in so, quotes? So, yeah. In little quotation marks. Oh yeah, yeah. Put an asterisk at the end of that. Is that what you? Ghost mean? and Phantom no, two? no. So you <laughs> you were supposed to need yeah, five rebel ships, with two of them being <laughs> Phantom and Ghost. But for the last two events that came up, oh. they allowed you to get in there with only four. And people right. were getting it done without having to get yeah, like Biston and Cassian done. So they were going in with like Wedge and Biggs, and basically going around what the rules were and they haven't changed it now for two releases. So I, I'm putting it so in quotes in five rebel ships. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's a really good five, point. Four is the new five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the problem with capital ships is Thrawn is going to be one of the first characters you try to get. Like yep. ideally you would get him unlock seven star before any of the other ones, but you'd still need a capital ship. So, what would you guys suggest that most newer players go with on capital? Ship? I think it's Akbor all yep. the way. Home one all the way. I think it has to be. Yeah. It's home. At home one, 
I mean, we have a, one of one of our RSG crew members, um, Sir Loki, is taking rank one with home one right now. So, yep. home one. I mean, you might you might get Chimera. How funny is this? Chimera might be the new Grandmaster Yoda of fleet commanders. You know, I mean, effectively, where where you know he's not yeah. where yeah you worked hard to get him, but do you ever really use him anymore? Not very much. Right, he doesn't quite have that same pizzazz that he once had, and it's very possible that you're going to be looking at a fleet that looks much more, especially since the since the rework, since ships 2.0, where you're looking at a lot of home ones and you're looking at a lot of executrix and not a lot of chimera. Yeah. I still think Mace Wind is on the bench, by the way. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, and Admiral, Admiral Akbar has much better use in game in general than Mace Windu or Tarkin anyway. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you can make a slingshot team mm-hmm. with him. I mean, it's really a cool way to work. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Ace Tui mentions in the live chat that you also have to have Akbar to get Chimera anyway. That's so exactly that's why. Kind we, of yeah. we, even, before, so. even before the reworks, yep. we suggested Akbar as well. Because Tarkin gives you that little bit of a short-term burst. Early game, Tarkin may be a little bit better than Akbar and home one. But once you get once you used to get Chimera yeah. with Home One, Home One could survive could could stand its own. But then once you got Chimera, it just kind of put you over the top. And yeah, those were that done. were working on Tarkin were... will fall behind yeah. because Chimera is just was so much better. And now now it's kind of yeah. all shifted. But Home yeah. One has like renewed purpose and yeah, still keeps the same way. Agree. Absolutely. And I think Home One's only gonna get more usability as more people get reinforcement mats and reinforcements become more usable just because it has the highest speed and it can, it'll be able to call right. in the most reinforcements most often. So that'll be something so that the, so the ne- gets escalated. The next item we, we have to make sure that, um, that we, that, that we, uh, that I want to ask Finity this because Finity should have a really great answer for this. So Finity, do you have any tips for gearing characters? And is there any place that people might want to go if they wanted to look at what's the best place to maybe buy gear? Something that I showed you the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing. Gear gear is always a tricky proposition. Um, it. So the biggest, I'm going to, I'll just put it like this. The biggest pitfall that a new player can have is to look at a pay-to-play player and then try to build their roster accordingly. You, you can't do that. You will fall yeah. into an awful trap. Uh, free-to-play has to be about being able to pivot. Meaning that if the maximum gear level is gear 12, except for your arena squad, you don't need to get your entire roster gold. I know it looks awesome when your entire roster is shiny. But free-to-play players need to focus more on gear 11. Because the time that it takes you to get from gear 11 to gear 12 is often enough times to get another character from gear 1 to gear 11. There is a lot of resources that are involved in that. So it's important that when you're starting out, you keep, and I'm going to quote Kevin Hart here, you have to stay in your lane when you're, when you're trying to figure out how you're going to progress. So (laughs) gear wise uh, for free to play players, it's a good idea to go to gear 11 and stop except for your arena squad. And obviously as you're leveling up your, your gear maximum kind of changes with, uh, what your level is right because you can only go to certain levels so try to keep your arena team maxed out 
Other characters, you can get up to gear 11. Now, I don't remember the exact link, Grande. Um, I'll let you kind of tell the exact link. But there is a, a resource that explains where gear is the most... Uh, where it's the easiest Yeah, most to efficient get. to get yeah. based on a crystal so conversion that, rate. And so that, so that, that link happens to be um, Windkiller Inc.'s link from the Shattered Order podcast. Yes. So if you indeed if you go over that's the one yes, I gave was. you. Finity and I were having a conversation about <laughs> he, about what was the best stuff to buy from the from regular shipments versus farming versus buying from somewhere else. And he was like, "Okay, I agree with you on this." And he goes, "I don't know. I don't know about those other ones. I don't know about those other ones." And then I like I found your your post again on your blog, and I was like, "See, I told you it was good." And he's like. <laughs> oh, it really is good. I should start buying those. And I was like, yeah, you should start buying those, man. I'm telling you. Wink did all this work. Just look at his pretty little sheet, man. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't seen it, it's really easy to find. Just go to shatteredorder.com slash gear guide. Yeah. And there's, it's a PDF. It's downloadable, so you can download it and save it or whatever. You can just go back to the site to reference it. I need to update it because there are a few things that I need to add in and adjust. But for the most part... It's pretty easy to look at. It tells you the best places to farm gear. And like I said, it's based on a crystal conversion rate. So whatever the crystal rate is from shipments, it uses that as kind of the standard and then checks the prices of it in each of the other shops. So that, I mean, as new players, when you need certain gear, you need to be as resourceful as you as possible. And this is a really good guide to kind of help you do that. Agreed. And, um, so I totally agree with you about like farming up individual characters because I see a lot of new players where they kind of, they don't really know what they want to do and they start spreading their gear out and like <laughs> you are way better off with one gear 11 character than you are with like two gear eight characters. We, 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 so, yeah, I mean, we had it today. We had a question today on our stream and someone's like, I'd like to take all my characters to gear to, to gear seven and i was like what no you cannot do that man stop just stop what you're doing right now like don't do that man like don't do that yeah i was like i was like don't take all like figure it out figure out your whole plan and then do it don't just be like well i'm gonna take everybody to gear seven because now they have protection well no just wait man wait <laughs> Yeah, I had to pull over. I, I literally had to pull over in the car while I was trying to answer this question because it was during the middle of our lunch stream. I was like, no, oh, we have to stop. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't even have everyone at Gear 7, and I've been playing for two and a half years. I mean, the, you have to be conscious of your resources. There's a lot of stuff in those, you know, mid-gear levels that you still need a later gear level. You don't want to be sticking that on characters you're not going to use. I mean, gear up characters that you can use. There are certain characters that are incredibly well-rounded. They work in a lot of different places. Kind of like Ezra we talked about. Admiral Akbar, he actually has a lot of usability. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the Thrawn, teams that I solos... Mean, yeah. yeah. One of the teams that solos the Heroic AAT actually has an Admiral Akbar lead with Ezra on it. Correct. I mean, it's... So they are absolutely great characters. Um, obviously, you'll get OG Han, 
Yeah. Uh, he's another one. You'll never go wrong. Um, he's in a, that's a pretty early Zeta yep. that you can also spend that is, you'll never regret doing that. I mean, that double yeah. tap on basic is unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else for gearing characters? Um, so one of the things that I would, that I would say is, and this kind of, this is kind of gear and this is kind this kind of moves into how to spend a little bit, how to spend crystals, um, is spend, if you're going to spend, make sure you spend on, um, on hard nodes for gear. And I know that kind of, that kind of moves into some of our other tips, but you know, you have a, you, you know, top tips for buying, farming and leveling. We've kind of, we've kind of gone into this a little bit, but, um, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge proponent of hard node farming. Just to let you know, I, I literally cried when it went from eight to five for the hard nodes. But just to give you an idea yeah. on how many hard nodes I've done, I've done 37,000 hard nodes since I've been playing this game. 37,000 hard nodes. Um, Holy crap. Yeah, go look at your game right now and you tell me how many hard nodes you've done. I've done 37,000. I'm 19,000. That is a lot of hard nodes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I, I'm a big proponent of farm from the hard nodes every day. And I would tell a, a new player. To, I'm way less. I'm 13,000. Yeah. So see, most I'm not that bad, not even, <laughs> most, peop, most people, Most people are not even half of what I've spent on hard nodes. Here's, and here's the deal. It doesn't, it doesn't mess up my gear farming at all. Certain nodes. Let me give you a good example of this. Holdo's node. I cried a little bit when I was done with farming Holdo because Holdo's node, which used to be the old Plocoon node, gave you the two pieces that you could put with Carbantes at the same time. There, there's yep. one of General Veers' nodes is like freaking amazing. Um, you, you know, there are a lot plus two. If you hard node farm, it means now you don't have to farm fives out of the cantina store. Anybody that has a hard node, I farm their hard node every time rather than buy them out of the store because the store is a resource I don't necessarily get every day. And so that means yeah, I Yeah, that's a good And point. so that means I can get gear at the same time as I'm all And if we let's just make a generalization, right? Let's say the drop rate of everything on that node has a drop rate of 30%, right? So you have a 30% chance to get a piece of gear you might need and you have a 30% chance of getting a shard you might need. It means that if you get it, if you got it if you got you, that means you could get both at the same time. You could get a shard you need and a piece of gear you need at the same time. So yep. yeah, I only hard. See, uh, so I definitely um, I, I like your strategy, but I don't love your strategy. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. So th- this is good because uh, it's always nice to have a you know back and forth where people disagree. So. I like hard nodes in farming the characters that I need. And especially if there's something where you can double up, like say shore trooper. So you're getting shore trooper and you're getting his ship. Like anytime you're getting character and ship, I'm a hundred percent game. Definitely. And also gear, like you said, Holdo, I'm farming Holdo as well. And I'm also getting, you know, the, uh, stun the gun salvage, stun guns, and the other salvage, yes, which she has another salvage that goes along with that. If you look at that node, she gets that other piece that goes along with, it goes along see. with that. If you find it, go in there and look at it. 
Oh, yes. The, it the, is the, the uh, you get the Mark V thermal detonators. Correct. Yes. So both of those, if you're farming those individually, the purples have about a 20% drop rate. So you actually, I mean, you can almost look at it like you have a 40% chance of getting one of them, but you're spending double the energy, but you're also getting a character. So like on that one, I agree. Um, so here's a- that is a really good one to farm. It kind of depends because some of the ones you double up on are crappier. Like, say, Veers, for example. Well, I'm looking at Dark Side yeah. 6D. Perfect. I, you get, I love that note. So you get Carboni, You get the Mark Three Thermals, which you can never have enough of. And you get the Mark II uh, Fa- Blow Dryers. Yep. Where are they? The Hypo Syringes. Farm that. And, mm-hmm. Farm that note every day. Yeah, you need those everywhere. Not a terrible idea because... You're spending double the energy you could on the Carbonis, but you're getting all the other stuff too, which can be a total pain to farm. I mean, you're way better off spending a little bit more energy and adding in the amount of gear. I may have to go through and do some math on this. I wish I knew the actual drop rates of the blue and green gear, but I may have to go through and do some math on that and see exactly how that compares like crystal-wise to doing them separately. But I agree, there is a lot of value in that. Uh, the problem is you may not always need that stuff. And like you said, on my gear guide, that's something else like Carbonis, they have an eight energy node. Like I farm the heck out of that I, node. I love I've that. I've never node. farmed that node before. Can you believe that? Not one time do I ever farm that node. I used to spend all of my refreshes, like I would do my hard nodes and whatever character I'm doing. And then I would go and just farm that for the rest of Because you never have too many Carbonis. It's just, it's such a good <laughs> deal because I have more issues getting Carbonis then I do, you know, the Mark III thermal detonators or something along those lines. Uh, so, uh, sometimes getting exactly what you need at a higher rate is better than spreading out and using the shotgun effect to kind of hit more stuff at the same time. So here, so here's one thing that's been great about uh, about doing this, right? So if I farm all three fifties, and this is back when this is back when they weren't fifties, they were hundreds, right? Remember back in the day when it was hundreds for regular I energy, yep. and there was only two of them. Mm-hmm. I farmed, I farmed all the hundreds and all the two hundreds and all the, and then all the two hundreds from regular from from Cantina by doing, and now it's Good even better. Great. So now you get three fifties and three one hundreds. So yep. and so if you do that, you can eliminate like half of your Cantina farming. You don't have to cantina farm for Barris. You don't have to cantina farm for like half the characters that have a node also have a regular node. And so if you do it, oh, here's what happens: you all, all of a sudden you have all these characters that just go seven star, because you've been farming them the whole time, and you you're like you're always getting a seven star. You're always getting a seven star. I yeah. I mean that's the reason why. And so I've never had to panic farm for anything. Never had a panic farm because but of you revealed days. something very important there, Grande. And the number that? of refreshes that you're doing clearly shows that you're investing more than you're not free to play. Uh, yeah, so well, I, it, it is right. a distinction. I'm not, I'm you not have free to, to play. Uh, it, I, I'm not free to play, yes. and that is that is true. But that was going to be my next point. Like newer players that aren't spending a lot of money or minimal money or you know f- <laughs> five ten bucks a month or whatever, which a lot I've talked to a lot of people. That's kind of all they can do. Yeah. They have to be a lot more conscious of their resources, and that uh, I think if you're having to be be conscious of your resources more so, the hard you're probably better off buying a lot of stuff from the shipments if you can rather than the hard nodes, just because 
you lose so much flexibility when you're farming Fair a lot of various hard nodes rather than being specific and targeted towards so whatever it is. Here's the interesting. But I, but I would also say – Here's the interesting thing. I was going to say don't pull Chrome. Grande and I <laughs> used to have this debate a lot when, we, when, when the game yes. first came out. So this was All years ago now. So a lot has changed since then. But back then when I was first starting, my strategy was I would have three characters that I would farm. And this was back also when there was only three attempts per hard node. And so I was doing no no additional refreshes on the nodes, but I would do uh, three characters. Some of them had like two, some of them had three. So in total, I was doing somewhere between uh, seven to eight hard nodes each day. I should say six to eight because some of them always had two. So somewhere between six to eight. And so that's why I'm around 19,000 uh, hard nodes. So I wasn't like Grande where I was doing all of them. I was six to eight, and then the rest of them I would do on gear. What I have since seen is that this game, while there is an attribute to getting gear on a lot of characters, so much more of the game is based around a star level check. Um, You can do so much if you are in a guild that has Rancor on farm, heroic Rancor, and you're getting Mm -hmm. on solo. Once you get Han Solo, your entire arena prospect changed. There is so much you can do once you get Heroic Absolutely. AAT. Once you get Kenobi, who's still pretty much the top tank in the game, despite you seeing a little bit more of Scion now. But once you can get Heroic AAT on farm, yep. you have the best tank in the game. What do you need for both Heroic Rancor yep. and Heroic AAT? Seven-star characters. You cannot have, at this point, enough seven-star characters. Every raid, especially if you're in a newer guild or you're trying to find another guild, right? You can either get into higher level guild because you have characters at seven star, or you have what you're in a guild where you're kind of uh, working towards getting that done. And we always have that kitchen sink phase, the phase where you're just throwing every single seven star that you have. Yeah. And you find use for all of these characters. At some point in the game, the characters that you need for Rancor may not necessarily overlap with AAT. They may not necessarily overlap with Heroic Sith. Mm -hmm. They may not overlap with even the legendary events, right? So we can't forget Emperor Palpatine to get to 7-star, you need 7-star characters. Thrawn, uh, BB-8, R2. There is so much on the line with getting characters to 7-star. I have come around because of the state of the game towards Grande's side of thinking, which is yeah, I convinced. Which is that you still (laughs) you still want to focus on one or two characters to what you were saying, Wink, in terms of focusing on their shards. But when you are done with those with those hard nodes, I think it's a better idea that if you need a particular gear work on a hard node and start collecting shards for another character. Maybe you're not focusing on that. But each time you work on that, you're getting a little bit closer to getting that character to 7-star. Because the worst thing I've seen, unfortunately, is that you have uh, some newer players that have, like, they've really focused on Phoenix, right? We tell them that Phoenix is the first character to focus, the first, like, group of characters to focus on. And they focus so hard on them. Like, they get them to such high gear levels, and they're working really hard. But once you're done with Phoenix, and you get Emperor Palpatine and Thrawn... If you don't have an assortment of characters kind of waiting, you have this delay period where you're working on all of these characters and you may not be able to progress into that next level guild that can get you into Heroic Rancor 
or get you into heroic AAT. And this is obviously talking more to the really competitive players, right? Even as a free-to-play, you can be competitive and want to like maximize it. And yes. so if you're if you're not having enough seven-star characters, that's going to hold you back from moving up into guilds. You may not get CLS as fast because you don't have Stormtrooper Han, although I know he's from a store and not a hard node. But you still have to work on other characters a lot in order to get there. You can work on Farm Boy Luke through Hard Nose while you work on Old Ben through Cantina, right? So there's a lot of characters you can work on through direct Hard Nose that'll help you with raids. And that in that's the main reason why I've kind of changed my thinking from what where you were essentially, Wink, where it's just a couple of characters, two or three characters, focus on them hard, and then do regular uh, nodes for gear, which is where I was when the game started. But... I think there's just way too many characters now that you you can't neglect how many different characters you truly need in this game to really get to that end game phase, which is what everyone is aspiring to get to. Yeah. That's true. However, I do have a counterpoint. Look at the number of teams that are elite useful in raids. So, for example... um, I'm going to say Heroic AAT, for example... You, if you get uh, Commander Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Admiral Akbar, BB-8, you can pretty much solo half half of that raid pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain characters that have so much overlap. Han Solo, for example, um, mm-hmm. I know he's a raid character, but I- I'm just saying, for example, uh, elite characters will take you a lot further than spreading your roster out, and that is why I'm a huge proponent of gearing up those characters as much as possible with as few crystals as possible. So I would much rather start farming the gear for those characters that I need, like, you know, BBA. This is gamer. This is gamer uh, player versus collector player. This is the same conversation we have all the time about. We have this yeah, conversation. Kind we have of. this conversation on RSG all the time about, are you there to be a collector? Is this Pokemon? Do we have to catch them all? Or is this, or or is this? Um, I'm going to maximize my output by minimizing the number of resources. Finity's right. A large yes. portion of this game is basically a rarity check. Do you have that character at seven star at gear eight? Yes, it is. If you can get them to seven star in gear eight, you can freaking do whatever's needed. Past that gear eight, it's now past gear eight. It's all about how how much can you ramp them up. To do great damage either in a raid or to do great damage in TV. Talking about guilds, well, it, and, and this is part definity. We've said this a bunch of times. Take your GP, multiply it by 50. It, that is what size guild you should be in. So you, we see a lot of players who advance. I mean, if they're listening to the Shattered Order podcast, if they're watching RSG on YouTube or listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. They're a high. They're a high functioning player, right? They're they're way they're wicked high speed. At some point, they're going to outpace their peers, and they are going to need yes. to move up in a guild. And it would be better to move early than it would be to move late. And absolutely. And something else is like we have starter guilds uh, to help people out. I, I honestly don't know where we're at on those but there are a lot of there are a lot of alliances and stuff like if you are listening to rsg or you're listening to the shattered order 
you are more into the game than a lot of people. Like, go try to find a guild that is doing a raid that you shouldn't be able to do yet if you care that much about the game because that'll give you a huge leg up and a big advantage. And, you know, you're probably catching up faster than most people. You're probably being more strategic with your resources. And that's something else. Like, if you have an elite team of Commander Luke and Han and... Uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine with Thrawn, you're you're more likely to get into a good guild because you have those characters and you can actually do something in the raid versus having, you know, having your Ewoks at seven stars. Who cares? They don't do anything in any raid. They're basically useless. So if you're focusing on those main characters, that can also help you get to a guild that is kind of above your GP pay grade. And here's one other thing, though, that's really changed, I think, since we started Wing and where the game is now. A lot of the stuff that we have to accomplish in order to build our own roster. So I'm not talking about raids because raids is kind of like a whole guild team event, right? Um, but a lot of the things in order to acquire characters and kind of the individual progression of this game, a lot of the deficiencies in gear can be masked by mods. We didn't have that leeway beforehand. 100%. So if you have a yeah. really good set of mods, you don't have to focus so much on a lot of this gear in order to really progress your roster. You'll want to focus, to your point, and I agree with it, where you do want to focus on some of those elite characters. Now, those elite characters do take some time, right? CLS, you need Stormtrooper Han and Leia. They're in the same area yes. in terms of squad arena. If you're not really high in squad arena, you're not going to be getting them super quick. It's going to take you some time. Um, same thing with Jedi Great. Training Ray. While there are spots for First Order... It takes a while in order to get the First Order, in order to get BB-8. You have overlaps between Finn, Veteran Han, yeah. and Veteran Chewie in order to get them from Cantina. So they are like long farms in order to get to that elite status. But for the rest of your roster, whatever you're missing out in terms of gear, you can make up with having a good set of mods. But if, if you need an entry character, if you need a character at a star level in order to be even minimally useful to get to the point where you can use those mods as a substitute, right? you need to get them at 7 star. Otherwise, they're not even eligible for you in the raids. And, and so that's one of the dynamics that's changed a lot since when we started where it was just all characters, no mods. Right there, so it was whatever the base speed was, yep. and I can still remember. And I have screenshots with my arena shard where we discuss this. Where I have a screenshot of me running like a Qui Gon lead with a uh, Royal Guard and Ray, <laughs> Scavenger Ray yeah. and like Geonosian Soldier, and I think it was yep. Yoda. That was my team, and I was getting rank one with that team. Like there wasn't synergy, <laughs> there wasn't mods. You brought this hodgepodge yes. team together because of specific abilities. Like so much has changed. Unique exactly like yeah, th yeah, there's yeah. been so much change in the game for when it first started that i think this game has shifted a lot more towards looking at stars a lot more than everything else because people are especially guilds if they're looking for whether or not you're getting ready to be able to help them with the guilds right the first thing they see is do you have this character as six or seven stars in order to even be able to help us in the near future they expect you that you'll be able to gear up characters quickly now with the shard shop, with the way it is, with the guild currency that you're going to get. If you want, you can spell guild event tokens from the territory battles. Like, if you needed to speed farm somebody, 
you have the ability to do that in so many other places now besides hard nodes. And so because of that, I think the emphasis on stars has been increased so much over the past couple years in this game that a focus on hard nodes, especially for newer characters, I think will serve them well uh, long term. Um, because you can get gear in so many other places that I don't think you have to focus on it as much as when we first started, where it was a big emphasis in order to get that little yeah. leg up in well, gear. So speaking about mods, which I know we, we kind of kind of already like pushed into, you know, how to mod characters, you, you know, putting mods on characters. Um, I've, I, you, you and I, Finity, have kind of done it similarly we basically practice the hand-me-down mod method, and still to this day, when you get a better mod, you put it on your arena team, everything moves down. Yep. And, you know, we've kind of preached to people, because we do a mod review. We do a roster review every day on our stream, on our lunchtime stream. We do a, we do a roster review every day. We typically recommend two to five as the ratio. Two days a week, you're going to farm mods. Five days a week, you're going to farm cantina characters and by doing it kind of in that in that realm you always have a good mix of having some good mods and having some good characters at the same time and then just when you get a better mod it goes on your arena team when you get a better mod it goes on your arena team we also tell people if you're brand new or you're starting out or you're a newish level 85 that mod store that's in the bottom corner does not exist to you. Mm. Don't even look at it. Don't even look at it because you you need to you need such a huge amount of mods and you yes. need all of those resources for leveling ships. You need all of those resources for leveling characters. That store has to not even exist for you. That's interesting. Haven't really thought about the mod store in respect of newer players, but that's a pretty interesting point because you need the credits for other things. It's kind of hard to spend credits on the mod store whenever you need credits so bad. But uh, so real quick, before we get into mod set bonuses and how we like to go about that, what secondary stats do you guys look for on mods? Because that is the biggest thing that distinguishes a good mod from a bad mod. You know, they go from gray, where they have no secondaries, to green, where they have one, to blue, where they have two, to um, purple, where they have three, to gold, where they have four at level one. So what are the secondary stats that the two of you look for primarily that you consider good stats? <laughs> so we disagree here, but I'll let Finity go first. Uh, so are you, look, are you asking <laughs> about just in general what stat, or are you asking a stat to buy Uh, just in general, like if you say you get a mod from an event, like you well, look at the secondary stats, what secondary stats do you, makes you want to upgrade So secondary stat wise, there's two of them. One is plus flat offense and the other one is plus speed. Uh, those are the two secondaries that if I get them on a mod, I will always level them up in order to see what the final value is. Um, otherwise I'll usually just sell the mod. So those are my two. Yeah, he, you know, um, I could definitely agree with you with speed and offense. I think um, protection would be one that I look at sometimes. Um, and then I would also say defense. Uh, potency has kind of gone by the wayside, and then and then ten tenacity is yeah. almost non-existent, right? 
Um, some on certain yep. characters, crit chance is important, but on some on but on some teams and versus some comps, you don't even want it. So um, I, when we talk about character, when we talk about players with mods, the first we say, what's the most important thing? If you look at mods, right? If you look at the mod screen, it's the J, right? So it's the it's the speed that you're going to get, or the, or whatever your your arrow is. It's whatever your triangle is. It's whatever your cross is, and whatever your circle is. The other two primaries, the one that sit in the in the the square and in the diamond, stay the same. So the first thing we say is get the primaries right in the J. If you have the primaries right in there, then you could then what you could do is then we could start looking at secondaries as we go along. You can do a ton of good work by just having the primaries right. Then you can go back and get the yes. secondaries right or close to right, the mm-hmm. best you can. And the third, the least important thing is the set bonus. The reason why we tell people this is because a lot of times the newer players 100%. the newer players we're talking to, they don't have access to maybe they don't have access to crit damage, maybe they don't have access to crit chance. Maybe they don't have access to speed. Nope. Maybe they don't have access to offense. They have access to health and defense, and maybe they have crit chance because they got some scoundrels for the, or you know, for the for the credit heist, right? So yep. we're like, we're you know, you gotta you gotta dance with the girl that brought you. That's what you got to work with. We can do a lot with crit chance. We can do a lot with defense. A lot with health. You know, you probably get rebels pretty soon. You can get tenacity, do it to three star the thing, and then don't ever go back in there to tenacity mods. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell yeah. you. The only character that really needs tenacity at this point is Jerry. He's the only one. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Jerry. That's Jerry is the hard to disagree. <laughs> I mean, Jerry's the only character that gets a benefit by not getting a buff. So. And then the other thing, too, is a lot of these primaries that you get are going to be um, – you're not going to have enough of them. You're not going to have enough speed arrows. So which characters can we put accuracy on? Which characters can we put crit avoidance on? Which characters can we put can we put offense or defense or health primary arrows on? Which, which characters have to have a crit damage triangle? Which characters would be okay with an offense? Which characters would be good with a protection or good with a health, or good with a defense triangle, or a crit chance triangle, and then the same thing whenever you get down there to the cross with potency or tenacity or offense or health or defense, whatever you get, whatever you get there, and then the same thing, you know, half the circles we get are health, and half the circles are protection. Which characters could do better with a, could, which characters could actually benefit from a health circle as the primary, which characters could actually, and which characters really need a protection circle, right? And then, because, and then once you've said, I can live with a health, then we start going into the secondaries. But, um, yep. you know, if, I try to, if I'm trying to teach a new player about mods, it's the J, work the J, then after you get done with that, then, you know, then work the secondaries, then let's work on the set bonuses. For sure. Uh, one thing I would like to mention as far as, like, secondary stats... You mentioned crit chance. I hate crit chance set bonuses. I think it's the worst set bonus for one reason. Okay. I think it's awful. It is the only set bonus yes. that you can actually get more in a secondary stat than you can mm-hmm. from the set bonus. Uh, yeah. wait, no, no, no. It's not, well, it's not the only one. Crit- it's not the only one. <laughs> but yes, it is well, one. Well, speed. Speed technically, but that's... 
you know, because it's based on percentage. It's a little gray area. But, I mean, offense, you're not going to get more than 10% of your offense from a secondary. Defense, you're not going to get more than the, was it 11 whatever percent. Uh, health, you're not going to get 5.88%. Protection, you're certainly not going to get the 3%. No, no, no. Well, I'm, you, so I, I'm, you might get close on health. No, no, no. So, but, I'm, I mean, I've got some mods with 8% health on them. I've got some, and I got some, really? I have some mods with eight, with 8.11% tenacity, or 8.17% tenacity on a freaking mod. All, all Ooh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you now, all of those two set bonuses that I've seen that, that do a percentage, you can get a higher percentage as a secondary than you can as the set bonus. Every one of the two set bonuses. Okay. Yeah. They all suck. Um, <laughs> It's it's quite no I I yeah I agree. Uh, defense on defense, what is defense? Ten percent. I don't think you're going to get no, that from set bonus. You're, ne- you're almost never um, going to get that from a set bonus. I've never seen it. Uh, let's see, health. Well, health is ten percent on the set bonus, so you're not going to get that. Uh, crit chance, I think, is only five percent. Yeah. it's two and a half, and then it goes to five percent if they're all max. Yeah. I've got mods with. Six to eight percent crit chance. So health is and health is five, defense is five, crit chance is five, tenacity is ten, potency is ten. For the two set set bonuses. Uh, are are you sure on the health and defense? Health, health and defense are five percent and five percent and crit chance is five percent. Go mm-hmm. looking game, I promise you. Really? Yeah. Go tap down at the bottom. Um. Oh wow, they are. I thought they were more than that. Interesting. Okay. So they suck even more. Yeah. <laughs> they. Yeah, I've never thought health bonuses were that good, and I thought they were ten percent. Good God. Forget that. Jesus. Well, it's still it's so still bad. To, to hell it's with still, all of them. It's still bad. To hell with it's all of them. Bad. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I. I don't think. Uh, uh, also, to just go. With, this does not change my opinion on crit chance. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. No, 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 no. It, and it shouldn't change your opinion on <laughs> to, crit to chance. What, to what Grande okay. was saying, though, so, I don't think we disagree as much as you might think, Grande. So it's not that yeah. uh, for characters, I won't look for protection as a stat. I won't look for critical chance or something like that, right? But in terms of the mods that I'm going to level, the ones that I'm going to spend credits on, the only ones that I'll spend credits on are the ones that are showing plus offense and plus speed. And what happens afterwards is that you get so many failed levels. Like those stats are the ones that don't level most of the time, right? So you end up with these mods that have like plus thousand protection. They have like the plus six percent critical chance. They have the plus eight percent potency and all these other kinds of things, right? So I won't level a mod even if I need a character that has that, because there's other char- there's other mods that I have that have failed as a result of that. So the ones I'll level are only the flat offense and the speed. Although there are uses for all the other secondary speeds. Or other secondary stats, I should say. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, he- I'm the same way. I love, like, so if I see an offense arrow with offense secondary, I will buy it every single time out of the mod shop. I oh, love snap. those mods. Oh. Okay. Arrows, arrows or plus signs. Like if it's offense primary with offense secondary, sign me up. I absolutely love them. Um, Resistance Trooper, Han. Some of that's probably a little bit more late game, but it's incredibly useful for raids. Uh, like on Han, like it's 
like so just stacking so that, up his so offense that, as much as possible. That, can that, be really that goes back though again to whenever we're talking about you know modding. I mean, we could have a whole thing on modding, right? But effectively, oh yeah, absolutely. modding for arena versus modding for PVE, right? If you're modding for your arena, yeah. modding for your arena team is different than modding for. That is completely true. Than modding for a raid. But, but you need to be thinking about both. You do. So don't, like, you You can sell all of your accuracy arrows. Get rid of no. them. No. You can. No, 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 no. Not in the beginning. No Get way, rid of no them. Way. Get rid there's of like, them. There's, okay. there's like five characters that need if, an accuracy arrow that actually can use an accuracy arrow. Especially if you have an accuracy arrow <sighs> with double digit speed. If you get lucky enough for one, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I sell every accuracy arrow I've ever got. Gotta, I don't care. This There's, is one hundred and one, bro. No. This is one hundred and one. So no. So so what, no. I mean, but here I, here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't think it's useful to spend credits on an accuracy arrow when you could wait and do it on one that is either offense, protection, or speed. I think those are exponentially better, more useful. Get rid. Get credits for the accuracy arrow so you can spend them on the better ones. So there are actually a few characters that I think need crit avoidance as well. I'm not even lying. There are a few characters. I, I, I will give you crit avoidance on some There's characters. There's two characters yes. I like I, accuracy. I don't disagree. And there, yeah, there you go. Finity and I get Acolyte and two B2. characters. Those are the only two characters yes. that I love accuracy Agreed. Arrows on. Night Sister, Acolyte, and, and B2. I would agree with that. And crit and. And regular Ahsoka Tano needs a crit avoidance arrow. Uh, what, um, what is the logic with Night Sister Acolyte? Because on the, the only arrow? way she doesn't I've keep never... her stealth is if she gets dodged. Because one, if you right. get her crit chance high oh. enough, all you yeah, have to do sense. is just keep on hitting and critting. And so all you have to do is make sure that she doesn't get dodged. So that's why I love an accuracy right. arrow on Nice Sister It's his cheese. It's he wants yeah, to make his cheese team. I, I would still much rather have offense arrow on her, and she's probably gonna hit. It's gonna be pretty rare that she doesn't hit. Plus, she double taps anyway, so she has two chances at you know regaining herself even if one misses. Uh, but th- that is a good point. I mean that the logic there. Are, that's, it's the only two. Fine. I'm not going beyond those two. Those are the yeah, only two that I'm We're not saying, we're okay, not saying you need 20 fair. of them. Okay. We're just saying you need a few so, of them. So get two accuracy <laughs> arrows and sell all the rest. Yeah, and get, and get, and we get, can agree there, right? And get like okay. six quid avoidance and you're done, right? <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Um, <laughs> oh all right. Um, on, on the... Tr- on the triangles, what primary stats do y'all look for? For me, it's crit damage and it's protection. Those are the two. Those are really the only two that I care about in arena. And for the most part, they're the only ones I care about mostly in raids. Other than with the checks mixed team, gotta love the offense triangle. But so, other than that. So I so I, I have actually leveled up offense triangles before. Um in fact, I have some too. of my yeah. some of my best triangles with speed secondaries. Are offense triangles. Um, I've, yeah, I've, mine are too. It's really weird. I don't ever get like the stuff I want, like you know, crit damage or protection to land speed. But hey, you know, offense seems can to. I say I do every yeah. single triangle. 
Yes, and in the beginning, in even the beginning, game. you should do every single even triangle. Late game. Yes, I find a use well, for every single well, triangle. They're so rare. They are rare. So triangles and crosses. Yeah, I mean, you could have every character with a five dot level fifteen mod, and you're still looking for the right triangle, or you're still. I mean, no doubt I about mean, it. I cannot tell you how many times I'm like, "Dad Gum, you still have a defense triangle on? When did I put that on you?" I'm so sorry. Yeah. Have a crit chance, or I'm so sorry. Have a crit damage, right <laughs> now. Now I will tell you there again, right? You're you're going to get these mods you don't really want so much. Characters that have on crit abilities, I would give a crit chance triangle to first. Characters with an on crit ability would so- be like Jin or like um, Ala Secura, right? On crit, hundred percent. On crit abilities means, I mean, on crit revive is clutch. Put a freaking crit, yes, ch- put absolutely. a freaking crit chance triangle on her. On crit stun, like what you get from Ayla, means you got to yeah. means you got to put it. You know, there are some other characters that get like on crit reduced cooldown. Snowtrooper and Lando were the yeah. two that I I like critical yes. chance triangles on. And for the longest time I did until I got a crit damage that had a, you know, 7% crit chance on it. And then, you know, and then it got swapped out, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, something else on the crit chance, I love using crit chance on, well, one character kind of depends on the exact team. I'm not using it right now. But Vader and Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. they both have stacking, uh, you know, stacking damage based on debuffs. So the more debuffs that are there when they use their special, if you're not critting, you're losing a hell of a lot of damage versus if it was a crit, you're better off trying to ensure that it's a crit rather than trying to get the little bit of bonus mm-hmm. crit damage or whatever else. So those are two others that I think that is yeah. really and then, So just talking about and the then, other triangle ones, right? So offense, I think we, we mentioned there's a lot of uses for that. Crit damage, crit chance, right? Uh, defense percentage, I think... Especially now with the new meta, with Treya giving crit avoidance to everyone, uh, Scion with a lot of defense is a pain to kill. Like he's a major pain to kill when you start stacking yeah, defense, and because it's for all Sith, don't underestimate how much extra defense you give on Sith trooper. Um, he is also really nasty with uh, defense percentage. So I think a lot of tanks can benefit from defense. Um, health percentage, there is so much more with health now, especially with the healers, because it's based on their own health pool. I like to go in that J that uh, Grande was talking about, as much health as I can get. Barris, Hermit Yoda, Old Daka, like these health, total health-based characters. The health percentage, I think, has a well, huge use, yeah. and then well, protection has a use for a lot of characters as well. So Chewie Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. right? I mean, Chewie Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> d- gets does his offense based on the amount mm-hmm. of health he gets. For those of you that yep. don't know what we're talking about, whatever his name is, Velociraptor Chewie. Va- What's his uh, name? Vandor Chewie. Vandor Chewie. Yeah. Whatever. So this is something I've been planning on testing. Like, in if you don't have the checks team or whatever, that could be kind of interesting in phase three of the Sith raid because of the way standalone works where you get 100% mm-hmm. of everyone's health. And he has that ability that does damage based on the health. So if you you know, you know stack up a team with a lot of health, 
he could actually do some pretty nice damage. Perhaps. It's interesting looking. The, the only problem, so I was thinking that exact same thing. I think we discussed this on the stream that day. The, the one problem is that if you look on GG and you look at what the modifier is on that ability, it is horrendous. View mechanic. View mechanics. Yeah, on it, that it's one. horrendous you, what the percentage of health goes towards yeah. the damage. Like, I think you'll see it increase, but I don't think it'll be nearly as much as like when you get plus offense on Han. Like, it's it's pretty bad, <laughs> but it's worth a shot. I, I've been curious to see if somebody's gonna try it out, but because the modifier is so low, it, it doesn't seem like it's. It, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna pan out as well. The damage on that ability just doesn't seem very high, overall. I am looking it up right now, and uh, so the modifier. Oh wow, that is bad. The modif the modifier is ten mm -hmm. percent. So whatever his health is times point one is what the damage is. So you know that's that's rough. Hundred thousand health is ten thousand damage. So that, yeah, that is something that's really important. And that's something else. Newer players, if you are not familiar with SWGOH.GG, you should definitely be go get familiar with it because it's really the only option we have for mod management. If you go link your account up, uh, I mean, that's a huge piece of advice that everybody should be doing because you can go through, sort through all your mods that are on characters and stuff like that. And you can also go through and look at the abilities like what we're talking about. Each ability has a modifier that is that essentially multiplies either the physical or special damage of a character to get the actual damage output of the character. So, uh, you know, that's just a way to get a little bit more familiar with the mechanics, I guess. But Swagaga, great resource. Swagaga! Um, <laughs> hey, so, uh, something that, uh, that I just said that kind of made me think about this... Something else to look at whenever you're looking at characters, say Night Sister Acolyte, or uh, I, I believe Mother Talzin's another one. If a character does special damage, and you can actually look at this by looking at their abilities, if it says that this this ability does special damage or physical damage, it'll say one or two of the other ones. If you're trying to increase the damage of one that does physical damage, you're better off with the just raw offense numbers on your mod secondaries. But if you're trying to get more damage out of a, an ability that does special damage, a lot of times you're going to be better off going with something that has a percent damage because of you the mean a percent, number difference. Not a percent damage. You mean a percent offense. Correct. Uh, on your secondary because like a lot of times your special damage will be like 5,000. Your physical damage may be like 2,000. So by going with the percentage one, you're increasing the special damage more than you would be if you're just using the raw offense number. So, so another, that's another one that people mess up too with set bonuses all the time. And Finity and I have talked about it and I saw a post from you on Reddit about it is what is on an attacker, at what point should you put a crit damage, crit chance set on them? And at what point should you put an offense yep. set bonus and a crit chance set bonus or some other kind of set bonus? And effectively the general kind of conventional wisdom is if they have less than 40% crit chance, it's better to have an offense bonus than it is to have a crit damage bonus. Okay. So here's something that's interesting. I did the math on this. I can't remember what it is. I'm going to have to go back and redo it, but 
I think the actual borderline on it was like tw- around 25%. So if you do more than 25, if you have higher than 25% crit base, chance, base. like o- yeah. over, yes, over 100 attacks, you will do more damage um, by having a crit damage arrow rather than an offense or crit chance. But the problem is that it's like a think of a graph so you have like a sine wave that goes up and down mm-hmm. up and down like you're going to be a lot more up and down rather than more straight lined as you know if you had higher crit chance or um you know or if you just went with say an offense primary on your triangle you will have a much higher consistent well- damage output rather than it kind of being going for broke. Or well, there not. is, there, so there's two different aspects there, right? So there are a lot of mods that give you plus offense percent that you can still utilize whether or not you are going to use crit damage, right? So even if you're running like a crit damage well, set, you can still use an I, offense I wanna, triangle. So I want to make, so, I, I want to make sure I understand this right, yeah. because I, I, I want to make sure, are we talking about the set bonus or are we talking about the actual triangle's primary? I was talking about... Well, so that's where it gets that's Um, where it gets dicey, right? So when you look at because I I ran numbers as well to what you were saying and it it does change whether or not you're looking at the triangle or if you are looking at the triangle and set set of each, right? Because there's only two ways that you can get critical damage and that's with the set bonus plus the triangle offense you can get in a multitude of different locations but you can still have most of those locations even with the crit damage right so you can still have the offense arrow you can still have the offense cross the only ones that change are end up being the the triangle primary and the four piece set bonus and when you compare that it does get close to 40 percent. now if you look at them just like individual stats then you do kind of get the fluctuation based on where you're looking. Um, you do get kind of like the 25%. Sometimes you'll end up with, like, I think it was like a 34% if you just look at the the set bonus comparison. And then you still keep like the crit damage triangle and all that kind of stuff. Like so if you don't combine both of them together, the stats become weird. But assuming that you are keeping the four piece bonus plus the triangle, the cutoff becomes 40%. But here's the key to that 40%. Is 40% with all of your buffs. And that's what I think a lot of people forget. If you have a leader ability that gives you critical chance, that goes into that calculation. So if you get a leader that gives you 30% crit chance, unless unless your character has less than 10% crit chance or he's not getting that leader bonus, you're almost guaranteed that critical chance is better than offense, even though your character may only have 20% crit chance. So you have to make sure that you're not just looking at your character isolated. You have to put him in comparison with the entire group because unless you're looking at the entire squad, how it's built, what are the buffs they're getting? Another one, for example, is if you have Princess Leia in there, she's going to start tossing around critical chance to everybody. And so you have to keep that in mind too. You're going to get this critical chance buff and you build yeah, your team yep. around that. Like, I'm going to get that critical chance buff. I know I'm going to be over 40%. Now I can make sure that I have my critical damage, even though my percentage as a standalone character may be below 40. So it, it's you You have to make sure you view everything in the totality and not kind of just individual characters. Yes, that's uh, 100% true. Because 
like we're saying, I, in my opinion, the crit damage set bonus is the best set bonus in the game, and I think it's by far. Well, I don't speed, think it's, I, would, I, would I don't push even you think with speed. speed is really that <laughs> close to it. But no, and I think that's the only one that there's an argument for. I think those two stand so far above everything else that's really not close. But um, uh, yeah, I've never used the forty percent line. Like, like I said, I've always kind of. I, the calculations I did said it was around 25%. There's just so much variance whenever it's that low that it's not really worth it. Um, but either way, yeah, if you're going at 40%, like no, no matter what number you're trying to get to, things like R2 being on the mm-hmm. team, given 10%, yep. or the leader abilities, Han giving crit chance up, all of that stuff is definitely stuff that should be calculated and should be thought about. Whenever you it, it, calculate, it effectively means that every character is almost better if they're an attacker, mm. and you're using them for their damage and not some kind of support yep. ability. They're better with a crit damage triangle and a crit damage set, almost always. Yep. That there's, I mean, you'd yes. you'd have to go way down into like some weird Jawa character or something before it became something else, right? And nobody, yes. nobody, nobody's even playing games really like that. So, now that you're okay. facing Treya, so there's a lot of crit yeah. avoidance, so you may start seeing a shift. And, and there's isolate, and there's and and yes. you can isolate a well, character too, which and General Kenobi he changes mm-hmm. things a lot too because crit avoidance. If you're doing and crit, and crit if immunity. you're doing AOEs, yeah, yeah, things can go south really quick against General Kenobi if you're you know doing a lot of crits or something along those lines. So. Yeah, that's all stuff to definitely be thinking Dang, about. Um, we got really nerdy for a 101 class. <laughs> we did, we yeah. Super, no kidding. We got super nerdy okay, for 101. Okay, hold on. Mods if you're, if you're listening. <laughs> One, 101, you just got – we just totally geeked out on mods <laughs> for about 30 minutes. And every, and everybody's like gla- – they're either really what? interested or they're glassy-eyed. <laughs> it's one or the other, right? <laughs> That's completely true. They're just going to go back and re-listen and re-listen. But I will say, if you're listening to a podcast about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, you've probably already filled the nerd requirement, yeah, so you, yeah, you, you should be good to listen. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, all right, so uh, so like, like what you're saying about attackers, I think that's a really good tip in general. If attackers... You generally want crit damage set, crit damage arrow, or sorry, not arrow, crit damage triangle. Tanks, a lot of times you're going to want protection plus, protection circle, protection triangle. There are obviously instances where defense is almost equally as valuable. Um, For the most part, arena, you want the speed arrow. There are a lot of times, though, like you said, crit avoidance can be useful. Um, Maybe not if you're using Trey lead, but, or with Kenobi, but um, protection can be pretty useful on a tank as an arrow, uh, like maybe Shore Trooper or someone like that, or people that recover protection. I was actually running one on Thrawn for the longest time, and that worked really well because he's giving that much, uh, you know, recovering that much more and everything. Um, you, you're better off doing those if you've got some speed secondaries on there, of course, but... Uh, support characters, they obviously vary, um, kind of depending on what you need them to do, you know, and then there are other outliers like old Ben, you want some potency on, um, you know, kind of depending on what the abilities are, you may want to cater to 
that character or what you need them to do. Like there may be a lot of times where you have old Ben, but you don't really care about him inflicting ability block or whatever. So it don't matter. But something else is think about the way you use characters and think about whether that tenacity potency check may be important. And you know, if they're actually being used as an attacker or a distraction or taunting or whatever. Yes. (laughs) Cool. Um, we went way in depth with mods. Anything, dude? That was way more we than did. mods one hundred and one. That was like that was like that, that was like mods six mods six fifteen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, mods six fifteen. The graduate level class here. We just. Uh, <laughs> oh god, that was fun though. I, I, I like the conversation there. Uh, so let's kind of, I guess, jump back a little bit more to Swago one hundred and one. Something else I wanted to mention yeah. that is really new to the game are the quests and the auto putting you in a guild mm-hmm. and the way the quests teach you how to play the game right. is really, really awesome. And it's something that most of us or all of us longtime players never had. So it was like, we, we wasted a lot of resources on stuff that we didn't need to waste them on. Like now as a new player, you get to go through all these where you get to use like a full first order team or a full resistance team and you get to see how the team works. It gives you an idea of what you may want to work towards, you know, by actually using them and seeing what they can do. So I think that is really awesome and new players obviously need to take that into consideration and use those quests to their advantage because it really they really try to do a good job of using that to lead new players into a way that makes people want to play the game and get in a good guild and get better at the game, which I think is really awesome and good for the community in general. Yes. So if you're a new player, I would probably be working quests until I was level 85 and you were onto these really silly ones that it's like you need to do, you know, 2000 of something. But um, I would probably work all the, you know, quests could potentially be a good um, amount of resources, could be a good way to get shards for characters, um, all different kinds of things. So I would probably, I, I don't think I would focus on quests, but if it was something that you could relatively easily do in the normal way of going about it, I would do all of the quests you possibly could. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Um, well, is there anything else that you guys want to tell new players or suggest to them or anything of the sort? I think they should subscribe to um, the Shattered Order podcast on Twitch and also on their podcast app of choice. And they should also subscribe to Reality Skewed Gamers on YouTube. <laughs> I cannot disagree with anything you just said. I think that is a great idea. And, and, the, uh, and the main reason why is because as a player, as you keep moving forward, you're going to end up needing to ask the advice of a mentor. And there's no better way than to go into the Shattered Order podcast discord or go into Reality Skewed Gamers discord and be able to ask a question and be able to tag the hosts and say, hey, what yep. do you think? You know, we have, we have people that are smarter than us in our Discord. Like, seriously oh, yeah, smarter absolutely. than us. So tag that, tag them so that you can, and, and we can get you somebody that can help explain to you a better idea. If you want to dive more in depth into it, we can also kind of keep you from making some of the same pitfall, pitfall mistakes we did. So, yep. 
And y'all's Discord, our Discord, like there is a lot of really good information yes. and good discussions going on all the time. Uh, you know, team ideas. Like there's always people coming up with stuff. So if you're not on Discord, do that. Um, Discord.me slash Shattered Order is the link to get join ours. Um, you know, get in there and go find people. Like all of us, we're all social. Like we like being on there. We like chatting with people. So tag us, say hi, ask us questions, whatever. We love all that stuff. It is a lot of fun and we enjoy it. That's why we do this. Oh, speaking of which, I had one more thing I wanted to ask you. Um, Wink, that is a okay. really uh, handsome looking microphone you have. Who got you that microphone? Where could I get one so, like that? So this beautiful thing, you can actually go and get one. Uh-huh. At bluedesigns.com. Oh, nice. So if you go to bluedesigns.com and you use the promo code SOPOD, they will give you 20% off. Right. That's awesome, dude. 20% off anything. Yeah, it's great. Uh, You can get one of these amazing mic stands, the Compass mic stand that gets your mic up out of the way and gets it perfectly right in front of you. Um, I use the Spark SL Blackout microphone, and it is absolutely amazing. I can't say enough great things about it. So, yeah, definitely go there and, uh, and... And then, you know, I'm kind of new to Twitch, so there, there's, like, this little button thing that looks like a, a little, like, king's crown thing. What am I supposed to do with that? So, um, yeah, that's a really good question. I think that is people who sub, sub to the podcast. So, if you want to support the podcast, you can absolutely go to Twitch, go to the Shattered Order Twitch page, and sub if you have Amazon Prime, that's what's awesome. Yeah, Amazon Prime, you have a free sub to give out every month to a Twitch channel. Uh, you can go give it to us or anyone else that you like. It's free every month. Every thirty days, you can redo it. We actually do drawings every single month. We will give a thirty dollars gift card to somebody who was a Twitch sub. Um, so you know, hey, free thirty dollars. Like you can go buy yourself some crystals or whatever. So. That is a great idea. Something else that's really awesome is Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order. I'm going to run through and just thank all of our Patreons real quick uh, because these guys are all awesome and love supporting the show. So big shout-outs to Talvonas, A. Lewis 12, Ringer, J-Pod, Z, Splash, STL Brews, Recoil, Elusive One, War Bobby, Boo Earns, EOK, Dr. Shesith, Turner Viobi, Rock, Hands of God 007, Painted Land, Elon Mustard, Boba Finn, Jitsu Jet, M4, Sour Diesel, Moonrock, great name by the way, Gorstag, L- Lorraine Dethine, I always butcher that name, Elton Blues, Jodocast, Tyrek Thorne, Michael Bluth, Vistara Kai, DJ Infidel, Optimus 11, Zyzer, Darth Molly, McMull 2, Sleepy Bulldog, Obsidian, Ron Paul Bunyan, and Hans Pikey. So, big shout out and thank you to all of you guys for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you can go there, check that out. Uh, We do roster reviews and stuff, too, for certain levels on our Patreons. And we added a new reward for our top-level Patreons, so you can go there and check that out. And Patreons get access to all of our roster reviews. That's the only way you can listen to them is if you're a Patreon. So, go jump on there and check those out. You guys have anything to promote before we go into trivia? Uh, yeah. So we are Reality Skewed Gamers. Finity, myself, Ranger, um, T. McVenom, Sir Loki. We have a bunch of friends, Sanely Red, Grim, a um, bunch of other guys that uh, that really help us out. You could find us, uh, go into 
uh, YouTube and search Reality Skewed Gamers. Uh, we stream eight times a week. Eight times. How many? Eight, eight, eight scheduled streams a week. Plus, there are Battlefront 2 streams, which probably puts us to about 16 streams a week. Wouldn't you say, Tony? Yeah. Something yeah, like Ranger that. Ranger is a madman. It's like 16. It's like 16 streams a week, plus videos that we upload. Um, we we answer questions from the audience all the um and almost every almost every time we answer questions from the audience. So uh, you could you could get Good you could get on there. You can also uh, if you go to any one of our videos, you could click on the link and you could get into our Discord. Um, and and so that's really probably the best two ways to um to kind of interact with us is through our Discord and then on our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell icon. That way, you'll get a notification on your phone whenever we go live. Because we go live all the time. In fact, I think Ranger's streaming right now. Yeah, I think he actually was streaming while we were on Twitch. So, um, nice. We are uh, we are streaming uh, quite a bit. Um, it's normally us hanging out, um, uh, you know, talking about Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes and being incredibly funny and nerdy at the same time. So, yeah, thanks. De- definitely go check that out. Uh, y'all get pinged, a, or y'all are pinging people a lot if they have that little bell <laughs> notification on YouTube. Um, and something else, you guys are smart. <laughs> you haven't got kicked off YouTube. It's like it's genius. I wish I would have thought of that, but whatever. Um, it's been pretty close a couple times. Let me tell you, <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt it. Um, all right, so uh, before trivia, one last thing I'd like to plug. Next week, we are doing our Q&A episode. Uh, we generally do this once a month, so you can shoot us questions. You can actually go to shatteredorder.com, and there's a place to submit questions. You can also submit a trivia question idea. Um, so if you have a trivia question idea, that's the best place to do that. And then you can also, uh, we set up a thing to where you can call in and leave voicemails. Uh, 1-480-442-0112. You can call that and leave us a voicemail and leave us a question and we'll play it next week and answer all of those that we get. I have, so I have one more, I have one more thing before we go to, um, trivia. And that is, right. that is that on, uh, June 24th, we are doing 12 hours of streaming for RSG. We're going to stream for 12 hours. It's a charity stream. When we're and Whoa. yeah, twelve hours of streaming. We would like to have both you um, and Goodnight Punk on. Um, and the benefit for the charity is the um, is the American um, Suicide Prevention Association. It has to do with the fact okay. that we've had uh, you know here in the community, we've had a few um, you know we've had a few um, you know personal friends that have had some uh, real life um, tragedies with suicide. And so we are going to be uh, donating all seventy-five uh, percent of the proceeds from that stream go to um, suicide prevention. And so we're going to be streaming. We're going to be giving away all of the. Um, we're we're going to be giving away like a hundred plus games, um, you know, including a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, Star Wars games while we're on that stream. So you can donate. You can have a good time. We'll have a bunch of game changers on. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have some people from the community on. 12 hours of streaming, over 100 games. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. Well, um, I will definitely have to come jump in on that. When is that again? What day? So it's June 24th. We're going to go from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Sunday. 
All right, cool. Well, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of familiar <laughs> voices yeah. on there, and God only knows what will be discussed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we have like seven or eight games we plan on playing that day, and I'm yeah. sure we'll have to play. And, and that, that's really awesome doing the charity thing like that, um, you know, because that is something that is a lot of times, you know, we play games to disconnect kind of from real, real life and stuff, but it's really great whenever everybody can kind of come together about something that's really important and should be thought about and focused on whether it's a disease or cancer or, you know, suicide or whatever it is. Um, it's really important to kind of every now and then focus on those things and get aware of them just because a lot of times you may not be thinking about it and, you know, it can be really important. Yeah. Cause like you said, there's been some stuff in the community and, uh, you know, it's best to get out in front of those things and, you know, hopefully help someone. If it, if it saves one person, it's totally worth it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I totally agree. All right. Let's do trivia. Yes, let's Uh-oh. do it. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. All right, so we have this lovely new music for uh, for trivia. Okay. If I can get it to play. The soundboard is not wanting to cooperate. Control. Which is lovely. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, if only it worked on the iPad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm... This thing is killing me. Um, all right, so... You guys know how we do our trivia, how it works? I know how it works. Finity, you know how it works? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what we're going to do is we are going to ask a question. There will be a question up on the live stream, which you can read it. I will read it also. And we will each give our answers. You know, you can write your answer down, keep it in your head or whatever, and then I'll let you two answer. I'll be writing mine on my dry erase board so you'll know I'm not cheating. And, uh... Thanks to Tesh, who puts this together for us every week. We really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, uh, let's let's go ahead and get into some trivia. Okay. All right. Trivia question number... Question one. I should play the sound drop. Uh, question number one. In comparing Ships 2.0 with the previous version... Which of the following is true? A, armor armor is up, speed is up. B, damage is up, speed equalized. C, tenacity is down, potency is up. And D, damage is down, health is up. Okay, I got my answer. Mm. I think I have my answer. I feel like I should know this, but I've got my answer as well. I, but I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% right, sure so, either. So, here we go. All right. All right. Finity, what's D, your answer? Damage is down, health is up. 
Grande? I was going to say, A, armor is up and speed is up. I am going to go with Finn and say, D, that damage is down and health is up. Let's go to the answer. And the answer is, D, damage is Ooh. down, speed is up. In your face, Grande. So In that your is a face. point for... <laughs> That is a point for Wink, Wink and a point for Finn. Yeah, no go. points for no, Grande. No points for me. <laughs> <laughs> I always do terrible at All this right. at home. So <laughs> we'll it's so much more difficult than you would think it is. I know. I, I, Just I, bubble I, D all the way down, Grande. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So trivia question number two. Under a Tarkin lead... Ships gain 20% damage per debuffed enemy. Which ship inflicts the most debuffs upon reinforcement? Ooh, not not multiple choice, huh? Not multiple choice. These are the tough ones. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh. We, we have one ship, so... <laughs> I'm gonna... Okay. Yeah, this one is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I. Oh, it's hard. I. <laughs> I have an answer, but I, I feel I, pretty confident it's wrong. I, I have an answer too, but I think mine's wrong as well. All right, Infinity, uh, you want to go first? I'm I'm gonna say ghost. Grande? Sun fact. I'm gonna say fives. And the answer is Darth Vader. Oh, is God. he the one that does target lock when he comes in? I don't know, let me go look. Uh, no. I know Fives does target lock when he comes in if he drops their turn meter down to zero. So he could potentially it do is five Vader. debuffs. Damn it. <laughs> I thought it was Ghost. But what what all does... He puts what target lock on every enemy it, it, when he comes into play. In, and inflict, then defense Inflict down. three damage over time and offense down on all enemies for two yeah. turns, which can't be evaded. So he's inflicting four, four debuffs. Four debuffs. If you have it maxed out. I mean, we didn't say different ones. Wow. But that's... Dang. That's a lot of debuffs. That's a lot so of... 20 debuffs, basically. Potentially. Jesus. Potentially, if you come in, he's going to... Yeah, four times five. Damn it. Yeah. That is... That is crazy. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm going to have to go read yeah. that. I'm going to say Ghost is number that's, two, though. That's nuts. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be happy with Ghost being second. <laughs> You're going to be happy with number two. I'm, I'm number one and then number two. Because Ghost does target lock on everyone in critical chance, but not like eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not can't yeah. be evaded, right? Or is it can't I don't know. be evaded? Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, it is. No it can't kidding. be evaded. Okay. Thanks. So he, okay. All right. Well, so. 10 versus 20. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're halfway there. All right. So, trivia question number three. And this one is up to three points total. Okay. Some main meta ships got nerfed hard in Ships 2.0. Yes. Name what happened to each of these ships for a point each. 
Imperial TIE Fighter, TIE Reaper, and Bastan's Ewing. I got two of the three as well. I have I'm, no I'm idea. I'm guessing on the last one. I'm kind of guessing on all of them, but it's like an educated all guess. But I don't, <laughs> all right, I, don't really I think know. I got it. Finity, you think you got it? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to guess on one of them, so yeah, I'm ready. All right, go for it, brother. So, Imperial TIE Fighter has his dodge chance like halved. He went from, I think it was like 40% to 25% or something mm. like that. Um, mm -hmm. Ty Reaper had mm -hmm. his turn meter reduction reduced. I think it went from 25% yep. to 15%, something like that. Biston is the one that I'm going to guess on, and I'm going to say that his potency went down. I, I don't know. Okay. So I, I, I got the same on the first two. Um, so Imperial TIE Fighter uh, Pilot lost evasion and then um ty reaper lost the amount of turn meter removal and then on bistan i i couldn't remember and i thought he lost the one of his ability one of his ways which he got target lock on the uh on the opponent so i had the first two as well less evasion and less turn meter reduction and then for bistan's ewing i put he gives less turn meter so less turn meter given okay and let's go to the answer. Uh, so for TIE Fighter Pilot, is Dodge Chance was reduced 25, which we got. TIE Reaper only reduces enemy uh, capital ship TM by 10%, 15% if omega And then Bistan grants less TM when an enemy nice is target locked. So you, you got, got it. Yeah. You got all of them. I got and we got three. That takes me to four. And, and we both got two. And y'all got two. two. So, Grande, you're at two points. And Finity, you're at three. All right. Let's go to question number four. This, again, is for up to three points. Okay. Name the ship that inflicts each debuff upon reinforcement. A, stun. B, Crit chance down, C buff immunity, D target lock without uh, reinforcement mats. I got it, I think. I have no idea. 
Stop saying that. Um, you, <laughs> you're like a head. I really. You're like a head. Oh no, 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 no. No cheating. I would, I, I would, I would, I would cheat against Goodnight Punk because there's something on the line, but not against you guys. I'm, I'm honorable tonight, dang it. You're play, it's like when you play Battleship with your kids. You're like <laughs> totally honorable today. Exactly. Uh, if it's with my beer drinking buddies. And you gotta go get a beer, I might take a little sneak peek. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Alright, I've got my four answers. What do you guys have? I got mine. Infinity, you ready or are you I'm not trying to ready? figure out one of them. <laughs> okay, well let me know whenever you've got it. Uh I'm just gonna take a guess at it again. Oh okay, go go with yours. So the first one is Sunpack. Uh Critical Chance Down, I think, is Ghost. The target lock without reinforcement mats is first order TIE pilot. Buff immunity. I will say. That's the only one that I think I know. That's the. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Let's. Hmm. I, I'm at a loss. Let me guess a ship that I don't use. I'll say special forces. Okay. Grande? So, I had Sunfac for the first one, Ghost for the second one, Cassian for the third one, and First Order TIE Fighter Pilot for the fourth one. Alright, I had Sunfoc for the first one, Phantom for the second one. Uh, I'm, I, I was thinking of the wrong uh, Phoenix ship, I'm pretty sure. And then Wedge is the buff immunity. And then for D, I put Vader. Okay. All right. So the stun is indeed Sunfox. Right. So we all get a point on that one. The two of you got the point for crit chance down on Ghost. Mm -hmm. I get the point for buff immunity being Wedge. And then y'all get the point for first order TIE pilot being target lock. Okay. So, so y'all got we got three, three points we got three each. each, and you got how many did you get? Two. Okay. Dang, you got the wedge. So, you got the wedge one. Gosh, I don't know why I was thinking Cassian. I just take a guess. So oh, wow. <laughs> I I just I, I I thought I was I, right on that. I one, just actually, but. I just read wedges the other day, and I was like, oh, I didn't know he did that. He also does heal immunity. That was the thing that really caught my interest. All right. Ooh, okay. All right. The score is uh, I'm six, Finity is six, and Grande, you are five. Mm, dang. I this week, we have a lightning round. Woo -woo. So these lightning rounds are very interesting. If there is somebody in the live chat, uh, bust out your camera. So this is something interesting that I recently found out. If you have an iPhone, your camera actually has a setting where you can turn on QR reader so you don't need like a special app or anything. Just get your iPhone out, go to the camera, just hold it up and a little notification will pop up at the top of the link and you can just hit that. So there's a QR reader on the live stream right now. If you hit, if you put your camera on that, you will get the answers. And what we're going to do is if nobody in the live chat has a QR reader, then 
We'll just go until we can't think of any more answers. But how this works is, so we'll start with Finity, we'll go to Grande, then we'll go to me, and we just come up with an answer. Just keep going until we run out of answers. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Easy enough? Yeah. Did someone say they have it? Uh, actually, let's do this. Did they? I, I haven't seen uh, anybody that said they had a QR reader yet. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't either. All right, so if there's no no QR reader, we'll just go and then we'll look at the answers at the end and kind of check off who gets what. So actually, we're going to have Grande go first since he's losing. <laughs> okay. And so we'll go, we'll go Grande, Finity, Wink. Okay. All right, so the question is, um, Akbar grants protection up to any assisting allies. Name a ship that can call and assist or assist on its own. Two points if they call multiple assists, and retribution does not count for this question. Okay, so Akbar grants protection up to all assisting allies. Name a ship that can assist or assist on its own. Two points if they call multiple assists. So um, retribution does not count. So characters that call multiple assists. Ships. Ships. Right, right, right. They're I know, called. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ships. All right. Um, Geonosian Spy. Calls two. Okay. Calls two. Calls calls multiple assists. You said Geo Spy. Geo Spy ship. Okay. Finity. Bigs. Bigs. Um. Grande, I think you were thinking of the wrong ship. Do I, do I have the wrong Geonosian? <laughs> Ge it's Geonosian soldier. So is Grande out? Which is going to be my I'm out answer. already. <laughs> Out no, you're not out. Okay. You get to keep going. Okay. <laughs> but no point. Okay, fair enough. All right, so Grande, it's your turn. So, um, uh, call and assist. Um, we're going to go with, um, gosh, you already called in. You already said Biggs. Um, yep. So we're going to go, uh, This is tough. I know. <laughs> it's really tough. Oh. I just thought of one. Oh. Um, Jedi Consular. Those are called. Ah, dang it. That's the one <laughs> I thought of. <laughs> okay. Dang it. <laughs> All right, Finity. Does Kylo's command shuttle? Is yeah, that your I'm answer? I'm going to guess command shuttle. Because I have no I idea have no if idea it does either. or not. <laughs> I'm going to have to read. I'm going to have to read. I can't even... uh, Good grief. All right. So my turn. I am going to 
think about characters that make all ships sink because I have no freaking idea. Um, good grief. Um, yeah, this is this is quite difficult. I guess I will go with Cassian's Ewing. At what point do we just get to guessing all the ships? <laughs> I know, because the picture. Um, so if we so if we go around and we don't feel like anybody got one, okay. we'll call it quits. So was Command Shuttle and Cassian's correct? Uh, live chat, tell us if Kylo or Cassian is correct. I, I don't think. And uh, I don't think Kylo Ren's Command Shuttle is correct. I just reread its abilities. I think Cassian's is correct. Call target ally Ooh. to assist. Okay, perfect. Grande, you're up. Um. Gotta go look. I'm just looking at the ships to try to make sure I don't forget one. I can't even think of. Um. Uh, I mean, does Chimera count? <laughs> I don't think that's really a call and assist, though. I, that, that's yeah, the, that's that's a good question. That That is technically an assist. Yeah. But not under an Akbar lead. I don't know if we're counting capital <laughs> ships or not. But not under Akbar lead, it wouldn't work, right? So that so that's not going to work. I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go out on a wing. What, what about um, Resistance yeah. X-Wing? Does Resistance X-Wing have one? I have no idea. All right, I said it, so now I'm going to... So is anybody in chat looking at these? I'm just going to go read the abilities and see if I'm right now. That I, now, that I, now that I did it, let me go. Now that I called that, let's go see. Uh, All right. Infinity, uh, you got anything? I know one of the First Order has it. So if it wasn't Kylo's, I'm going to say Special Forces. So I'm going to say I'm fairly sure that Special Forces has a call if it wasn't Kylo's command. Okay. So special forces type. The grande can check that. Um, All right, hold on. So, um, does it does it matter if it's coming in from reinforcements? Because here's what it said. Because this is on resistance X-wing, it, and I, it's on squad formation. So if you, it says resistance X-wing has a forty percent chance to assist, dealing thirty percent damage whenever an ally uses a basic during their turn. This chance is doubled for resistance allies. Does that count yeah, or that does counts. that not count? Yeah. Okay, so mine counts. No, I think that. Okay, so. I definitely think so that the, counts. So then mine counts. What was the one you said? Special Finity? forces. Special forces. Let's go look at special forces and read his abilities for a minute. So special forces, TIE fighter pilot on his basic. Oh, it, actually. Hey, actually, I forget. All the answers are at the on the next slide. Oh, okay. Oh, now you can go ahead and look it up, but okay, we'll so, have all the answers here oh, in a second. Okay, but. so yeah, so yeah, okay, um, so yes, Infinity is correct. Special Forces does. Yes, he is correct. Interesting. On his, um, on his basic, I am going to say Ahsoka. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ahsoka. <laughs> Yes. 
Um, so now it's my turn. I am going to say... Um, Bistan's U-Wing. Okay. And I'll guess Ghost. So someone, uh, I think Gorstag in chat said he's checking. I, I will say Phantom. Okay, so are those the three we're waiting on then? What was Grande's? Biston? Uh, we can just one. keep... Yeah. We can just keep going and then we'll Because we'll you're keeping track of them, right, Wink? On the, yep. on the thing? Yep. Okay, he's keeping track of them. I've got them all right here. All right. I'm I'm out of answers if it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much out no at this idea. point. I, I, I can't I, think of any other ship that may even have it. Yeah, I um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I I I I can't even think of literally any more ships. <laughs> there you go. All right. Do I get points so if I can name rounds, ships we we'll, haven't named? We'll call it. <laughs> yeah, you just name them all, and then you're like automatopia. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, eventually, at some point, we yeah. would name them all, but we'll we'll call we'll call it quits at four rounds. I'm good with and, that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good stopping. And we'll, I can't we will move anymore. on to the answers. I'm great with that. All right, so the answers: Biggs does, Bistan does. Weird. I'm using his ship, and I did not think it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Cassian's Ewing does. Okay, so Chimera was an answer. Wait, I asked that, and then I, but then we said no, yeah. that wasn't right. So what's that? Yeah, so so I said it, but then well, I, I don't know what we say about that one now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Give me a All point. Right, so spe- <laughs> spe- special forces Tie Fighter gets a point. Yep. Geo Soldier gets a point. Boom! Geo my Spy, spy gets a point. <laughs> Geo Spy is two points. Yep. G- Ghost is two points. Uh, home one would have been two points. Uh, Jedi Consular is a point. And Resistance Pilot is a point. Ahsoka and Phantom do not count. Well, dang, that sucks. <laughs> so, so who won that round? I have no idea. Since All right, let me go through. and That gets me to eight. That gets Finity to... 10. Dang. Grande gets to... Holy crap. RSG ties at 10. <laughs> Boom, baby! Yeah! Both of you. Yeah! That, that's perfect! Team win, that Grande. Team perfect. win. That is, just, that is totally a team win. I can't even tell you how much that is a team win. And it's perfect that we freaking tied, too. Because now we now that we're like, yeah, we tied for first. Nice, yeah. Hey, I can still say I had the second most points. That's, hey, that's all right. You, go. you can still say you had the second Oh my god! <laughs> oh jeez! Ah, oh. that's perfect. That's perfect. We couldn't have planned for that better. We beat the host. Yeah, no and kidding. We tied. <laughs> that's perfect. Yep. That that seems to be a trend. Uh, <laughs> me or Goodnight Punk seems to lose at these trivia whenever we have guests on. It's weird. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, and then, we need to study more. <laughs> that lightning round is brutal. I gotta say, it was. It was well, and Dude, it is. The other thing yeah. too is, is we kept telling each other, no, that one doesn't count. We could have said home one in Chimera. Yeah, and no, we I was. Like, I, I didn't think points for, the whole premise yeah. was under a home one. So what other ships gonna sit? Yeah, so that's like, what, what I thought too. I, I was like that. That's what I thought. Yeah, we too. were all kind of thinking the same thing. Eh. It's fine. Oh, well. It's cool. It worked out for the best. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, and all right. So next week, the theme will be listener questions. So that should be a lot of fun. Yes. Perfect for a listener Q&A episode. There so. you go. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming on. This was a lot of fun. It was really fun nerding out with you <laughs> two about mods and whatever else we talked about. That's all I remember us talking about. But... Uh, so everybody go check out RSG if you don't already uh, they do a lot of good stuff and they stream more than you can freaking imagine so uh, check them out and follow them on Twitter and join their discord and all that good stuff and uh, you know you know where to find us discord.me slash shattered order shattered uh, make sure you sub on iTunes sub on Twitch go sub to RSG on YouTube and I think that's it Anything else? I think we're golden. All right. Cool. We will catch you guys next week then. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming and may the force be with you.